Check out bmfcast.com for all our episodes and links to our social things. And for tons of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFcast, put your weight on it. 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 One angel, we're dust. All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey! Hey! Very glad to be here today. BAMFcast. It's a podcast we did. Episode 411. Well... Those are numbers. They are. Yeah. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this here podcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. I get one to five jocks. This is Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. Is I like that movie that so much. Right there. Mm-hmm. It is enjoyable. But hold up. Because sometimes there are hey. bad bad movies and stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags. As in the giant bags trash in which they belong. Yeah, garbage. they're things that should be thrown away. Mm-hmm. Never to be seen again. Toss them in the bin. Get out. Bad. Yep, so we find ourselves in week two of the seventh annual Black Exploitation History Month. Yes. Hooray! Best the time most of the year. wonderful time of the year. Absolutely. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> week two breaks us. Our, probably our final, I will say our final foray into the, the filmography of Rudy Ray Moore. It is absolutely, there's nothing else. <laughs> I thought there were like straight to video Dolomites and shit They are like stand-up that. concerts. Oh, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> that is the final Rudy Ray Moore movie that we need to cover, and that is 1979's Disco Godfather. Mm-hmm. Hooray! We're done with Rudy Ray Moore. On, there is no, yeah. no more, more. <laughs> Man, talk about going out yeah, on a if wet you fart. Want, if you want to know how we feel about Rudy Ray Moore, listen to any of the other episodes that we have covered. Or this one. Dolomite, right here. Human Tornado. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be similar to those. Or our current tones of voice. Yeah, it's, it's, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> First, uh, uh, how about a plot summary? That's what we usually do. I really would like to hear how someone okay. describe this film. A retired cop becomes a DJ slash celebrity at the Blueberry Hill Disco. All is well until he, his nephew flips out on the strange new drug that's sweeping the streets called Angel Dust, or PCP. Disco Godfather or vows to personally come down on the suckers that's producing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, he, he is not a fan of the Angel Dust. No, he wants to know what they are on the Angel Dust. Well, he wants to know where they are yes. and what they're on. There are several lines <sighs> from this that are in Black Dynamite. <laughs> okay. So. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rudy Ray Moore is back, and guess what? He's doing the Rudy Ray, Ray Moore thing. Right. Also, he's yeah. not, like, doing Dolomite or any of... Like, he's not, mostly not doing his character. The The extent of which the Rudy Ray Moore-ness shows is when he is DJing his disco club, mm-hmm. and then it's all the rhyme, rhyme, rhyme and jive and, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's just yes. He's just doing his kind of poetry thing. He doesn't do it in the everyday situations outside of the club, which is different than all the other movies because he would just stop on the street corner in Dolomite and do a five-minute routine and then the movie would continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, this one's not trying to be a comedy. No. no, no. It is trying to be a serious drama about the dangers Very of PCP. Drama. Angel AKA Dust. Angel Dust. Angel Dust. Yes. AKA Angel Death. AKA PCP. Mm-hmm. AKA Whack. AKA Whack. AKA, AKA Angel Dust. Angel Dust. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I will say the premise of this movie is great. 
like if you just read that plot summary to me and didn't tell me it was Rudy Rudy Ray Moore, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, we're watching that movie." It's going to be great. Well, even I can't wait. Even with Rudy Ray Moore, you look at it compared to the other ones that don't really have a plot, and you're like, "Oh, maybe someone has figured out Rudy Ray Moore." Yeah, and and to be fair, <sighs> until until a certain point, this is the tamest, almost real movie he's done. I mean, oh, besides yeah. his it kind is, of bit part in the monkey hustle, it which is, is the most hmm. real motion picture. It is still amateurish as fuck. Sure. I'm saying like up and it, it, it until it hits a certain point and goes absolutely crazy. Uh-huh. It's like it's mostly a real ish movie. Yes. You know, like it's it's only until like the last 15 to 20 minutes where it's like, holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. it I, does show us flashes about uh, flashes of that. But sure. Yeah. But it, it, it's. Even in the context of which it was being presented early on, it worked. Like at the end, it just goes absolutely, you know, just just crazy, just absolutely crazy. Because like the movie, as most Rudy Moore movies are, are is mostly told from his point of view. I, mean, I don't know. We'll get it's there. It's mostly about how awesome Rudy Ray Moore is. Yeah, and, and just like all the other Rudy yeah. Ray Moore. I, I don't. Movies, I don't. I don't want to like jump to the end and and tell you what he, happens because yeah. I, mean, I want to get there. But I, I will explain what I'm hinting at then when we talk more about okay. the rest of right. So anyway, but yes, I, I would say though it is and it isn't. It's like there's so when he's on screen, he's the star. When he's not on screen, sometimes characters will be all hype manning Disco Godfather, mm-hmm. right? But there are also long stretches of this movie that, one, he is not in, and two, no one is talking about him. Yeah. And that's completely different than any other yeah. Dolomite movie. First off, the title sequence is pretty fucking rad. Like, it, it comes out and, like, yeah. it's, like, it, it, it seems like it's going to be like a 3D movie. I mean, because it's mm-hmm. like disco on one side, Godfather on the other side, and they're kind of, like, going back into the, you know. Yeah, yeah. like a disco ball flashes right. in the middle of them and... Yeah, and we're then, off. I mean, you know, obviously, then just names and mm-hmm. music while all that's yeah. happening. But then it's straight into the disco club, and it's a happening night and three dollar cover. Yep. People are like, Fuck yeah, that's a bargain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, three dollar cover in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, I was back up one year. We right. talk about when a movie came out, but yep. still, it's like that's that's, that's pricey. I think like mm-hmm. that's that's probably like six gallons of gas. <laughs> so we, I think we figured out back <laughs> at one point in time. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. But it's just, it's just. Here's the club. Everyone's dancing. This is awesome. Yeah. Everyone's having a good time. And Disco's then, gonna live forever. And then bring on Disco Godfather, and and he comes out and sort of dances a bit, and then gets behind the DJ booth and just does his rhyming thing, and then and he it, he well, needs to be described. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> because he is wearing some sort of gray jumpsuit that has no fabric over the chest whatsoever like there's no snaps there's no buttons this this no. thing was never closing at all no. it is, is just desc- definitely a disco jumpsuit yeah the only show. thing that kept it in place was the giant collar yeah the collar would cover half of the <laughs> his chest yes but like it's open all the way to his belt line well that's why you have a cape so you bring a cape when you yeah. want to you know cover up and be modest yeah and then you just whoosh, mm-hmm. look yeah. at this plunging neckline and because yeah, like the yeah, other yeah, dj introduces him He's dancing in the crowd, thrusting and gyrating. And Rudy you know. Ray Moore is a terrible dancer, by the way. He's he's bad at a lot of things. For a, well, <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, it's about it. He's about as good a dancer as he is a martial artist. Mm-hmm. But for a disco godfather to be that bad of a dancer isn't. It's all about he, height. Man. He's just the well, one who bestows the disco much, upon everyone. Uh, yeah, I was right. gonna say I, I don't I don't 
want to be the Godfather. I, I was going to say I don't want to be the sole defender of Rudy Ray Moore here, but I will say. But you're gonna. <laughs> the Godfather in the situation is not doing the criming. He's just sitting back saying, "Yeah, go do the criming." Right. <laughs> yes, that's he's yeah. instructing everyone yeah. to go famous, forth. Famous line from the Godfather. Right. Yeah. Go do the crime. Yeah, the crime. Oh, this is the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> you go do the crime. Oh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Huh? Or a crime. <laughs> do the criming. Yeah, he's yeah. delivering like he's the vessel in which the disco arrives. Yes, because he's the club owner. Right. So after the is... criming, he sleeps with the fishes <laughs> because he was tired. <laughs> criming takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah. As does discoing, yes. apparently. But yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, he goes behind the, the little disco booth and he's miming that he's doing a bunch of stuff with like the four switch board that's back there. To mm-hmm. it, but no, it's like a one of those like Radio Shack mixers, yeah. and he's just like twisting knobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the none of the music's changed. Like nothing's no, happening. No. The only thing that's happening are random. <laughs> and those aren't really random. Those are just yeah. part of the song that are happening. Yeah, I know there were a few disco disco calls sporadically. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, there were. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, this is, I don't know, this is a good maybe 10 minutes from like the intro it, to the club to the intro of Disco Godfather to him doing his shtick, which is, I will say, the most appropriate place for him to do his bullshit, which is behind a mic in a disco club, mm-hmm. rhyming some dumb bullshit about, you know, patrons of the club dance or, and well, do your thing. The lyrics of the song weren't doing anything. No, they're, they're just yeah. like, hey, dance. Yeah. Dance some more. The only Dance. thing that's that's different about all of this is that he has developed a catchphrase mm-hmm. that is exclusive to Disco Godfather. He never said it in any other movie. No. I don't know what the fuck it means, but he says it a lot. He also copyrighted it in the ending credits. Okay, well, that's... Okay, good for him. Yep. <laughs> uh, he invites the patrons to put their weight on it. Put their weight on it. Put no, their weight on it. he doesn't invite them to. Put their he weight on it. demands that they put yes. their weight on it. I think the first time he says it, it was like a... Hey, put your weight on it. And then it became more angry. Like he began to single people well, it's out. Insistent. People were not putting their weight on it. Because people so didn't know what that they meant. They needed to put their it's weight like the on bus it. Driver, like, hey, could you stand behind the yellow, the white line there? And you're like, what? And get behind the line. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, get behind the line. Put your weight put on your it. Put your goddamn weight on it. Yeah. So like the people dancing don't know if they're putting their weight on it. The people sitting probably think they're putting their weight on it, but I don't think he is satisfied with them sitting. Sure. So I think it means the weight would be the dance floor. Like, put your yes, weight put on your the weight da- on the da- dance floor. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Or perhaps he's telling them to put their drugs on it. No, no. Disco Godfather. Well, is maybe against certainly the drugs. not. Well, he's against PCP, but maybe not the weed. No, he's also against the cocaine, as he has yeah, a. Yeah, he. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he's, he, there is a zero tolerance. He's a former cop. He but just says no. Yeah, cop. that's fair. It's that's yeah, right. He's, he's a fucking cop. cop. He's, he's just he's discoing because he's maybe he's fun. trying to catch he's, he's the more druggers. The, he's more the the, poly. <laughs> the criming druggers. Um, uh, he's the, the He's, he's yes. the poly from Goodfellas, not the Marlon Brando or yeah. Because you know, isn't like weight slang for some form of drugs, right? Sure. Like why cocaine. Not? Uh, yeah. Or weed. Is that like what this the band song is about? Like the weight. I don't think so. The band, the band. Yes, the band. The band. What? The band. The band. Yeah, I know the band. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mister, can you tell me? Or a man might find a bed. Either way, Uh he wants everyone to put their weight on it. Yes. And eventually the the camera goes and settles on some people who are either are or are not putting their weight on it. They're Mm -hmm. just sitting. Mm -hmm. And one of them is Bucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who is uh, Julius Carey, who was on Briscoe County Jr. Uh, He's also. Yeah. Okay. He's also shown up. Mm-hmm. Is he? Yes. Holy shit. 
I yes. would not have caught that. Yeah. Yep. So I seriously like. There's so <laughs> he, much. He does look very. Well, I'm saying in there's this. so much hair and facial hair that yeah. I, I. But I totally get the Briscoe County thing yeah. as soon as you said it. Yeah. yeah. He's very Holy young. Shit, never even put that together. That yeah. That this was is his person. first role. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Bucky. No, no. Bucky. I, I'm no. Now I'm. I'm like that's fine that he's in this movie. Yeah, you're sorry, sure my mind is blown that the, the guy from Briscoe County Juniors was was showed up. Oh, like, that did okay. Yeah, that, that's right. what I'm saying. I never put that together. But that's what. Yeah, that's a hell of a connection. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um. So but, he is the Disco Godfather's nephew. Yes. And he is a basketball star. Yes. And he uh, he gets in, coerced by some friends to come out to their car. Well, he's hanging out with his lady, mm-hmm. and things are going well, and he's making out with his lady, and all of a sudden she, the lady she wants like, to dance, so they dance for a little bit. Yep, and then they go outside. Uh, to where she, she accuses him like, before before she even gets him to dance. She's like, "You're not dancing with me, baby. Why yeah. aren't you dancing? Like you're smoking too much of that stuff." And right. He's like, "No, nah, baby, it's nah. cool. I just want to. Yeah. I just don't feel right. I want to chill out." And she's like, "Dance with me." And he's like, fuck you, I'm going to go smoke some drugs. And, it, and this, we just, we're still thinking yeah, weed. Because, yeah, I mean, like, it, like this, I, I don't know what kind of car this was. I'm assuming Cadillac. I mean, it, it just had yeah. that spacious backseat area. Oh, God, yes. It, but it was it like was, a van, but in Like, the whole thing form. was carpeted, and there was, like, a center console table, uh-huh. like, round. It was a, yeah. like a big circular yeah, but center like, console table. With a table. recessed, like, you know, so yeah. your drugs don't spill. Yeah. Right. Everything. You know. <laughs> like so you do. your drugs don't. So you can put your weight on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, eventually he gets in the car. Um, and we don't, we, we don't see them take the drugs. No, it's because just, that would be bad. I don't think anyone in the movie knew how Angel Dust was done. Well, again, like it's never like we didn't know this was Angel Dust. No, like, we, we just didn't. we just assume it's the the weed because she they don't said, know what Angel Dust is either. Yeah, so. sure. Because she had said you're smoking that stuff, and we're like, oh yeah, he's doing the weed. That's the weed. Me. Yeah, and he's like, but, I'm a grown but man. She, and she a comes screaming into the club of like, Disco Godfather or Tucker, his name. Like, yeah. you gotta help me, help me. And then like he's like, what? And it's like, it's Bucky. You gotta see. And and he stumbles his way into the club he, he does well Rudy Ray Moore gives the line delivery everybody has heard mm-hmm. right where he goes where is Bucky and what has he had yeah just right just big sweaty face right in the camera yeah and eventually he kind of stumbles into the club mm-hmm. and and Bucky also stumbles into the club and is basketballing and we're like man that guy's high on weed that's great mm-hmm. you know it and goes that, bad real quick. Yeah, because yeah. he, he starts imagining the other dancers as like straight up zombies with like red glowing eyes. Yeah. And there's a like a voodoo witch lady mm-hmm. and shit. And then the voodoo lady like chops his arm off at some point, I think. Sure. It, yeah. I mean, maybe I was in the hospital. I'm just saying like, he, yeah, he's like high. He's, for he's tripping balls. Days. Yeah, yeah. He, he is. But I mean, he's high for a while in the club, and the club is just dancing. Like, man, check this guy out. Well, we're well, still dancing. Well, well, we do. It probably wasn't we, because he stumbled in, and like there was a bar stool, and he flipped it angrily, like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's like game nerd flipping yeah. a table. Like he but, just walks by, like fuck this. But stool. then he just phantom basketballs right. for a while. He's yeah. just you know doing the thing, and, mm-hmm. and we're um, immediately like, this is the weed. Yeah, like, the weed doesn't make. Yeah, it yeah. I mean, this is. <laughs> This is like a black exploitation reefer madness, basically, yeah. because yes. it's like this misunderstanding of what drugs actually do to you. Yeah. Correct, is like carried through completely in this movie. Also, we knew something wasn't was wrong because like the disco beat is still playing. Like that's one thing I'll say technically about this movie is that like the sound mix in this is is bad. I mean, sure obviously that's like almost a given, mm-hmm. but like it's it's bad in the way that like the music is persistent through most of the movie and it's turned up too much that it's drowning out the dialogue yes mm. yeah and for the first 20 minutes especially so i was but like the disco music's still playing but they've that's now pushed down a notch and there's jazz drumming mm-hmm. you know like just you know just 
atonal jazz drum and and I was like, he's been smoking the jazz cigarettes. Yep. yep. <laughs> but he hasn't. It, no. It's Angel Dust. It's Angel Dust. Yeah, because then he's so, so like uh, there's a dude in a white coat who runs in, and I just kind of jokingly went like, "Oh, there's the doctor," but it turns out he actually is. I like I don't know mm-hmm. who called him, but but like this ambulance shows up outside, mm-hmm. and he showed up before they said to call the ambulance. Yeah, I think I thought he was just in the club, but he was still wearing his like doctor sh- smock. So I mean, oh, like, I like him, Doctor Smock. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> I thought he was the guy that did babies. <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's illegal. Kirk. That's <laughs> Captain Kirk. <laughs> you don't want to oh, sorry, right. It's Captain Doctor. But like Bucky runs outside and tries to climb like a window and just <laughs> Rudy Ray Moore is trying to pull him off this window mm-hmm. and suddenly his hands are bleeding like he's got stigmata and they like an ambulance shows up out of nowhere and just immediately straps him to this thing and you know, Rudy Ray Moore is just yelling at this guy who does turn out to be a doctor, just like, Doctor, what's wrong with him? And the doctor What is he on? Yeah, what just, has he had? He says that like yes. three or four times. He's like, It's the angel dust. We're taking him to the angel dust clinic. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> you can come. Well, he's like, you can come see him tomorrow, not yeah. not tonight. Yes. Yeah. No, we got. Business. And then it's next day. Rudy Ray Moore is. It, it's a fun bit of juxtaposition here because it's like him just casually walking down this hallway, like, "So, doctor, yeah. I'm acting now. Tell me about the drugs." <laughs> and he's like, "Well." They're bad. And, <laughs> He's like, uh, we and, don't understand them. Science yeah. knows no has no idea what they are. Here, An eighth grader can make them. <laughs> but here, let me take you into the room where we've just let all the angel dust people roam free well, and he go says crazy. Something like thirty seconds earlier, like, don't worry, we're taking care of everybody yeah. here really well. And they just throw open the door where all the angel dust victims yeah. are just whipping each other with they're like just, rubber yeah. hoses, and they're just free range <laughs> angel dusters, man. Yeah, there's one lady just like death gripping a. a Is that a why they call like those baby. long coats dusters? Just free range. Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. Got it. <laughs> Angel dusters. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. The but, but yeah one, one girl's rocking back and forth holding a little baby doll. Mm-hmm. Where it turns out her backstory is she cooked the baby in the oven, her, her four month baby, old, yes. and tried to serve it to her family. Who were understandably horrified. Which we kind of get like the flashback, like because they do the flashbacks in like like pitch black rooms, yeah. mm-hmm. spotlights on just the characters that are in there. Yeah, like and a black it's like, box theater yeah, style lighting. And thing, it's the yeah. family sitting at the table like, oh my God. Yeah. And yeah, so she's rocking a baby. There's there's a white dude who's just curled up in the fetal position. And he's like, yeah, well, he he imagined he'd regressed back to being a baby in the womb or something like that. Yeah. And, and the doctor also says he's been here a year. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus Christ. How long has he been? Like, are you <laughs> yeah. still are you are tapering you... <laughs> off the angel dust? Yeah. Like, just cut him off, off cold turkey, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's like why are you still he giving was, it to him? Yeah. Look, I guess like the implication is like not even once, man, because you do it once and you are just you're a fucking vegetable now. He started off with the angel solid, and they've been tapering him down to the dust. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. it was just a chip big, away. It was at a it. big chunk of angel, yeah. and then it was like oh, down to the dust. You just chip yeah. chunks of it off until yeah. you get nothing but dust, yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. That's how it's it works. all gone. I know yeah. about the drugs. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. I know about. Yeah, and then there's the woman who's just like whipping somebody else or the floor or something with a yeah, but they're they're not like tied down or anything it's just they're not being taken well care of that doctor lied it's it's the it's the cuckoo's nest for angel dust people you know it's it's just like okay i guess you don't seem like you're okay to just be roaming free but they go to see bucky who's strapped down in a bed and you know disco godfather's just staring at him like you know come on bucky you you can get out of this and Mm -hmm. bucky is is alternating between totally freaking out and kind of being lucid Mm -hmm. but you know, it's just whenever he needs to answer a question, mm-hmm. he will answer it, but then just trip right back into whatever mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah, where he's worried about his arm because he, the the demon lady cut his arm off, yeah. and he's like looking I at it on play. the floor. Yeah, and then <laughs> just looks at his hand. Like, and it's it's right there. Yeah. You have your hand. Yes. Whoa. So I mean, it's like it's 
this stuff's supposed to be played dramatically, but you have Rudy Ray Moore stumbling his way through it, yeah. who like is incapable of. You have most of these people stumbling their way through it. This no. is not a. And, and collection of excellent actor, no, actors but, impugned by but Rudy, Rudy Ray, Moore. Ray Moore is like in his own class. Yes. Because he is whatever he, you know, like his whole thing that, you know, from every other movie, it's still here. Yeah. Like his delivery is still the same where he's just kind of like shouting his lines at people. And it seems like Rudy Ray Moore is always the worst at whatever he's doing, wherever <laughs> he's doing it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. This is no. He's not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, and that is. I that feel is, that bad is, saying that's that about interesting a fellow human. Well, you know what? That. that is the curse and the charm of Rudy Ray Moore. It is like if there's somebody doing kung fu, he's the worst at it. If he's also doing it, if there's somebody delivering lines, he's the worst at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yes. kind of okay at doing that. Well, I don't know. Nope. He's probably the worst at doing that sort of poetry rap thing as well. Mm-hmm. He made a career out of it. Yeah. Somehow. Good for him. He made movies. A lot of people think he's awesome. So, I don't know. Might have been the angel dust. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Yeah. But uh, he goes to the police station. Mm-hmm. And... He, he basically... Well, I think he, he offhandedly said to somebody, like, I'm going to get my old job back or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And yes, he rolls into the police station and we learned that he was a former detective, I guess. Something. He wants back just, on. He wants to be a former on, police. Yeah. He wants to be back on on a provisional basis. Yeah. and Because he wants to take out this angel dust. Right. And like all the cops. I know yeah. literally nothing. I'm going to solve this problem now. <laughs> like all the cops are just like, hey, Disco Godfather is here. Yay. And then, you know, of course, the white lieutenant comes out and is just like, who's bothering my men? Oh, Disco Godfather, get in here. That is a weird looking dude. He's a strange guy. Like he's got eyes that are like too blue that they're like almost gray. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. Yeah. Like, and they're kind of glassy too. Like He's it, a weird looking dude. Yeah. Yeah. But Disco's basically like, I want the case. And the guy's like, you got it. Get out of here. Go solve the case Follow of the, the angel rules. dust. Yeah. Goodbye. And mm. then, like, the lieutenant just turns to the camera and just starts hyping Disco out of nowhere. He's just like, oh, yeah. I could I... say two things about Disco Godfather. He he knows what he wants, and he, he gets He's results. He's not going to give up until he gets it. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. knows what he wants, and he gets <laughs> what he knows. I guess it's a fourth wall break, because it's not apparent that he's talking to anybody. It's, it's weird, because, well, like, and this... another guy says that, too, like, right outside yeah. the room, just yeah. before that happens this this police everybody station, already knows the disco godfather yeah. everybody already knows tucker but like so. this this police station is like a studio apartment and they have one place they can put the camera that's not where a body is occupying space and so everyone who comes into the room is like chin to camera just mm-hmm. right yeah. in the frame and so everyone has to kind of work around that there are several sets in this movie where the room was so small like the other person participating in the scene is off camera the right. entire time yeah, and, and that's it, why I was saying maybe it's a fourth wall break. Yeah, I don't know. He might have been talking yeah. to someone. He might have been talking to the guy who then also turned to the camera and said, "Yeah, he but gets there, results." There's, <laughs> there's one cop that's kind of like everyone else is like kind of happy to see him, and, and there's one guy who's like very obviously like, "Oh yeah, you. Why don't you go back to your club and stuff?" And it's like, "Gee, I wonder if that's a dirty cop because mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it's, it's so tele, you know, yeah. telegraphed." Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because <laughs> around now we're introduced to Stinger Ray, who turns out is the one running all of the uh, PCP operations in town. But he's also trying to start his own basketball league. It sounds like what he's doing is that he sees the market in that there are a bunch of dudes who try out for the NBA, don't make it. Mm -hmm. They're angry and hungry 
and therefore he's going to snatch up all those guys and make a ton of money. Hey, spoiler alert, that shit doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's why he has a side job mm-hmm. selling angel dust in the community. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the that way that's presented, too, like, I was like, so did he get Bucky hooked on drugs just so he could get him into his league instead of the NBA? I mean, spoiler, yes. Okay. Is that, I never yes, understood. No, no. You know, all right, yes. It's okay. much later in the movie, but when they confront uh, Bucky's friend uh-huh. who pressured him into taking the drugs, he says, what, what's the guy's name? Stinger, Stinger Ray. Stinger, Stinger I was Ray. Stringer, but Bell, but no. uh, Stinger. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, he paid me 500 bucks to get him hooked on angel dust. Okay. Or give it to him so he mm-hmm. ruin his career or whatever. Right. He, but I mean, he was like, it's Rudy Moore screaming at him over top of him. He did, but he yeah. did say this. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. is it, is it the implication that, yeah, that was this guy's grand plan. He's like, this is Bucky is Bucky the, best is the best in the best. NBA. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so he's he gonna going take to take that. All right. No, no, okay. no, no. He was like, literally, he was, he was, in, he was the in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. Like they like this was like nights before the playoffs and he fucked that all up. Playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, <laughs> details that were in the movie. I, I got that reference. <laughs> I'm surprised you made that reference. I know a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think you were culturally <laughs> aware of this. <laughs> yeah. So. Here's the thing. Rudy Ray Moore is on the case. He's yes. going to solve the case of the angel dust. Uh, sure. But first, he has to go be Disco Godfather again. Yep. For two more nights. <laughs> he goes back to the Listen, club. Hey, copping and killing the angel, uh, you know, whacking the crack or whatever. Attacking the whack. Attacking the whack attack, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yes. Attacking the whack is a day job. Disco Godfather is his night job. Right. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Disco Godfathering is what makes him all the big bucks. Well, this, true. this was a big night because this is a huge show at the Blueberry Hill mm-hmm. because so dude hype man comes out and says this man needs no introduction. Now I introduced you <laughs> Disco Godfather mm-hmm. who comes out and he's wearing an even more ridiculous outfit than he was the last time. Yeah, it's like purple and silver. Yeah. And, and just like he might as well not be wearing anything. He's just chest is just out there. So but this time he has backup dancers and they hang out on stage the whole time because then he's like and now the the skate disco skaters. And then so. Well, he the hype is are you ready for the disco skaters and we're like yes yeah absolutely we are so the disco skaters come out mm-hmm. we were not ready for the disco skaters um no thuggers <laughs> <laughs> main disco skater one back is um he barely contained by these shorts <laughs> and the camera loves him <laughs> Boy, does. the camera is just like uh. check out this man's batch <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> This is bad. <laughs> so there's like eight people in this roller skating troupe, but it's always focused on this dude who is just like, you, you know, that time Springsteen at the Super Bowl just ran crotch first into the camera. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that might as well be what's happening here. So they skate for a while and then uh, there's a dance trio that comes out that just pirouettes around and, yeah. and does a bunch of shit. And then it's just more dancing. So obviously I understand. I get it. This was a big night for Disco Godfather. He uh-huh. couldn't do the crime and stopping the crime and <laughs> until right. the show was done. Mm-hmm. Um, is this one, is it the next show that they sent out the hitman? No, I think it was, I think it was either right show? before this or right after this, it, because yeah, he walks they, into the office and someone's like, Oh, the repair guys are in right. there. They say your phone is broken. He's like, did anyone ask me if my phone was broken? And then he just walks in and dudes are like, ha, <laughs> let's fight. Yeah. So, somehow in, yeah. It, in the time from going to the police precinct, Back 
home. Like the stinger has already dispatched guys yeah. to tap his phone. Yeah. Which almost makes sense because he immediately gives an interview to a reporter mm-hmm. who is just like, I'm coming for these motherfuckers. And she's like, can I quote you on that? And she, he's like, yes. <laughs> and so and she runs be on off the front page. Yeah. She's like, what a scoop. But it hasn't made it to the front page yet because no. it's 1979. Exactly. There's. A delay here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had to get out like the individual letters of the Gutenberg <laughs> press or whatever. I think. Yeah, they had to line up, slide them all shit. in. Yeah, get yeah. in there. Steve Gutenberg invented that. By the oh way. yeah, yeah. Oh, the goot. Yeah. But anyway, so one, one of his many talents. <laughs> so phone phone repair hitmen are here, mm-hmm. and he he fights them in his office. Uh, they kind of get the drop on him and knock him out. Yeah. To well, which, he's, he's beating the shit out of one of them. Yes. He bloodies that guy's face he immediately. He punches that guy, and somehow they have rigged a thing to where he hits that guy one time in the in the face, and instantly it's just tomato sauce all over his head. Yeah. Like, he must have just been holding a sponge in his hand. Yeah. And just smashed it on that guy's forehead. But, yeah, the other guy gets the drop on him. They escape while the secretary passes them in the doorway which mm-hmm. seems odd. That's yeah. not a really great get- getaway. But then she just comes in and is like, oh, Disco Godfather, are you okay? And yeah, he's like, I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> I got a show to do. <laughs> Let's. I-, I think it was the next show. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, what, you know, the, they just have, a, I think, a normal show. Yeah, there's, he, a, there's another show. Like, is this like when we get our, like, our montage of him sweeping the streets? It's after his, after somebody gets shot in his club. Two two cops come in, is it, so is the hit and guys yeah. draw. Well, like, this is, yeah, yeah. Okay. Guys suddenly draw guns, and it's kind of chaotic. But the film freaks out, and yeah, it's uh. yeah. They came to kill. Well, he in like Blueberry he, Hill. He jumps over the DJ booth and is just like, he goes into DJ vision and is just like looking at their badge numbers and zooming in is like mm-hmm. a badge one forty three, badge one. And he's just like that. What does that number mean? That number means something. Those aren't cops, you know. And then other cops come in, and they're just. Like the lieutenant comes in and they he takes Disco along in his car and he's just like so, you know, what, yeah. what what's happening here, Disco? Yeah, I thought we were gonna play this by the book. Yeah, and he says something like, you know, I don't understand your life at all. And Disco Godfather says, I don't understand it either. <laughs> <laughs> just the most honest line, the most like woke moment in his life of just like, oh my god, what yeah. am I doing with my life? <laughs> And really, I think he stole about his having an existential crisis. I think he spoke for all of us at that point. Really, I don't think any of us will really understand Rudy Ray no. Moore's life. You don't understand the human tornadoes on weed. <laughs> yes. Oh no, the human tornadoes on weed. Yeah. No angel dust. No, that's Petey Weedstraw. Yeah. Oh, oh but, yeah, Petey, Petey Weedstraw. Weed <laughs> but there's been like a rally where they, you know. They just have a bunch of people come and, mm-hmm. and speak about their experiences on Angel Dust. The woman who is leading this rally <laughs> fucks up the name of this group every single time yep. she says it. To like, the point where she laughs at the end. It's, it's, it's <laughs> in, the, in the background on a giant poster. It says, attack the whack. And she says it's the whack attack whack, the attack whack yeah. whack. That was their web address. Patty yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was whack whack, attack the whack, whack. Yeah. whack. Check the slack. Whack, whack. Yeah, the whack, attack the whack, whack slack check. Whack, whack. Yeah. And then goose, yeah. and then someone chases her around the... <laughs> I wrote all about it. I'm relax when blah, blah, Mother Nature attacks but your snacks. It's just such a weird press conference because, like, she's like... She'd say something, and then people are like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like not enthused at all. No, they're just extras you know, who wandered over, like, what's happening here? Yeah, but here? there's a part where it's just like, anyone... <laughs> Anyone ever done angel dust? And these or people she, like raise their hand. Everyone in the crowd raises their it. hand. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I, we were told there would be angel dust at this angel this dust the gathering. P- 
Girl Angel Dust Rally, where's yeah. our dust? <laughs> They're Angels Against Dust, which is the other organization. Yeah, I didn't name. see we the against, <laughs> okay? <laughs> we were told there would be Punch, Pie, and Angel Dust. <laughs> Yeah, and at one point, like whatever fucking parking lot they're in, <laughs> it was Angel Dust Cake. That's what it was. <laughs> the cops speed by, and like everyone in the scene just oh, starts laughing. By. Well, no, they just, they're, they're just driving by, slowly. going somewhere. The people in the scene just start laughing. Like, obviously, we're not going to use this footage, and then it's just like, oh, keep going. All right, uh, attack mm-hmm. the whack, everyone! Yay! Yeah. So whatever. But so, attack so, the whack attack is another one. Attack the whack attack. Yeah. But this no. is this is the scene where the ladies like. It's Angel Dust, y'all. You might know it by PCP, Angel Dust. <laughs> it was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the one group that approached him at some point called Angels Against yes. Dust. Yes. Yeah, that's that's also the group that's there. There yeah, are two rival there. factions. There's Whack Attack. They were attack. working together at Knickknack Petty Whack they're Attack. Just, they're just feeding the other groups. <laughs> the other group, right. and they're giving them PCP. They're like, hey, who are you going to for PCP treatment? Oh, them? You go to. Well, here. Let me help you out with it. Attack the Whack Attack. This will make it. <laughs> There's just a turf war over anti PCP. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're just getting everyone at high as they can. Really just say no to <laughs> <Right>. them. Yeah. <laughs> just say no. Say no. Yeah. We yeah, say no. Harder. They might tell you not to take it, but we got you covered. Yeah. We say right. just say hell no. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. So that's happening, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah. And it sure meanwhile, is. <laughs> yeah. So the shooting has happened, and he's like, "We have to take back our. We got to stop this angel dust." Mm-hmm. And so that's when we get a montage of him and his. His buddy, I don't even remember if his buddy's name is. Karate friend. He, I don't know. But he he's goes, like a karate doing Well, he dude. has gone to <laughs> an old friend. Oh, yeah. Literally an old friend. And he's just like, hello, old friend. Mm. Tell me what you know about Angel Dust. And he's like, I don't know anything about Angel Dust. And he's like, you know, the whack. And he's like, ah, I know some things about the whack. Anyway, I'll see ya. <laughs> he doesn't really tell him anything. Nope. He's just like, I've heard of that. So and so's nephew. The only knowledge we get is that his dog is gone. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. A dog that Rudy Ray Moore claims to, that he's known that dog since he was a child. <laughs> right. Which means that dog is about 40 years old. Yes. And he spends like 30 seconds banging on a desk saying, Sheila, get out here, you old dog. <laughs> to which the old man finally has to say, Sheila left me. Yeah. <laughs> which then we're wondering, hold on. Yeah. Are you talking I about honestly a dog or didn't know. Wife? Yes, I, had, I was not sure which was which. Yes. Because I was like, did Rudy Ray Moore figure his wife was giving him head under the desk? Or <laughs> she did he have a dog? Come on. <laughs> right. I remember you. But yeah, see, he's like, yeah, I've heard of whack. That made so-and-so's nephew think that he could stop a truck in the middle of the street with his bare hands. <laughs> right. He's like, ah, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I've heard of that. that. Well, all right. See ya. <laughs> Sorry about your dog. Bye. Yes. And, there, and there's... I mean, we we get our montage where he's just roughing up random people on the street, you uh-huh. know, just random drug pushers. And then to the song Spaced Out. Spaced Out. Yeah. And then at some point he stops back by there. Doesn't even bother to go back into the room. No. It's just he's got a little poodle dog, you know, mutt thing. And he's like, dog. I've got him a new dog. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. Yeah. And that's it. Takes yeah. the dog. Yeah. And at some point, uh, the doctor has sat down like with Bucky. Mm-hmm. And he and Bucky's like, man, I really fucked everything up. Yeah, I was supposed to be playing in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This, I regret all of this. And the, and the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, you, did. you did. Life lesson. Yeah, we don't, we still don't understand Angel Dust, but you should not do it. Yeah. And he's like, he kept pushing me. He kept pushing me to do it. He kept pushing me and pushing me. Now I know me. exactly why. And I just did it to shut him up. And I was like, it's really a bad reason to do drugs, son. <laughs> so. But it's <laughs> yeah. It's a common reason to do drugs. Meanwhile, throughout the entire movie down the hall, 
there is a girl who is on PCP to which the entire congregation of a church spends their entire rest of their lives mm-hmm. walking around this girl's the bed. The next, like, three weeks, it yes. says. Yeah, yeah, in, like, a prayer circle <laughs> yeah. that just is constantly it's rotating like a, around It's like her. a cakewalk, <laughs> right, but, but with the music prayer, and the music never stops, <laughs> and the purpose is to exercise a demon, not get a free cake. Right. They just keep cutting back to that, and at one point, like, they walk out, and they're, the doctor's just like, or they're, they've had a conversation with the doctor, like, because the doctor's like, we don't know how to fix this, and mm-hmm. they're like, we do prayer. And so later they come out and go, it's not working. And the doctor waits for them to walk away and then just kind of yells at somebody, maybe God, I don't know. But mm-hmm. he's just like, show me something, fix this, and then walks away. And you're like, who's he yelling at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, that's going on the whole time and then comes yeah. up at the end. Eventually, uh, Rudy Ray Moore and his karate friend go to a bordello slash pimp's house, mm-hmm. I guess. Kind of like this is the guy who's been distributing yeah, the drugs. Obviously, this has got to be the, the yeah. guy in charge of it all. <clears throat> yeah, sweet meat. Yeah, sweet meat. He goes to meet sweet meat. <laughs> goes in, and like, so, Karate Guy takes the lead and walks in, and is kind of sizing up everybody, and then out of fucking nowhere, this other Karate no, Man... No, no, he, he comes through the door and punches, like, two dudes out. <laughs> okay. And then comes, like, like rounds the corner, sort <laughs> yes. of, and then they're like, oh, you Karate Guy, we have our own Karate Guy on standby. <laughs> Get down here. <laughs> and this guy comes down. Oh, so he's got the Fu Manchu mustache and he's fucking ripped. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't know, he says like one line in just the words like, now it is time that you and I will fight. And and, and the dude's like, like in the constant flex. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Just he's. he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Top Gun volleyball flex. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Rudy Ray Moore comes in and is just like, nah, let's talk this out. Mm hmm. And he just names everybody. He's like, yeah, you're here from New York. You're yeah. here from Chicago. Like, he knows like, too cold for Detroit. What are you doing here? Yeah, he's pointing out all the ladies. And then he's like, and you're the most notorious shoplifter in the world. And it's just like, <laughs> the fuck? Where did that yeah. come from? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hey, I don't. He's like, you shut up. Why don't <laughs> you, you single me? Out? I mean, yeah. Yeah. seriously, my, my criming is the lowest <laughs> on the tier. Yeah. I steal like snack crackers. <laughs> yeah. But she's notorious for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but and, but sweet meat is is like, hey man, we don't we don't mess with that stuff. Yeah, no. seriously, I, I got a very different trade yeah. that makes me plenty of money. I don't need to be messing with I'm that in the shit. oldest profession on earth. His like, argument is fucking sound. It's like, why would I want to kill my clients when I can keep them coming back, fucking my girls? I'm a smart businessman. The angel dust thing is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. We don't mess with that stuff. And for ninety five percent of it, Rudy Ray Moore is like. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then Karate Man comes over because someone has put a hat on top of a Saturday Night Fever album that has a pile of cocaine on it. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a it's a small mound. It's an amount. It's a big enough amount to where Rudy Ray Moore picks up this album and says some rhyme and then just fucking blows the cocaine out into the room, which is a bad idea. Now everyone's mm-hmm. getting high, including Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. But. Yeah. He blows that, puts the album down, and walks out. Mm-hmm. And immediately they all dive on the floor to snort up everything <laughs> yes, on the they floor. Do. And then, like, their karate dude is still in the background flexing. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, I'm so ready. He knew why he was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, chill. Yeah. <laughs> do some blow. <laughs> it probably doesn't come up very often. And then he yeah. was like, my time is now. <laughs> they jumped down karate the, man. Jumps no. down a half flight of stairs and is like, all right, karate time. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's the only reason I'm here. He delivers his line like Michael Winslow doing yes. <laughs> the Asian dubbing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah. Okay, so uh, they, they they bust up this other drug house. Like they're they're we 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 see Stinger Stinger goes to like his operation, which is like they're using they're mixing the chemicals and yeah. dipping like cigarillos in it and stuff, mm-hmm. and like that's what how they're distributing it. Yeah. Point of fact, that is actually a method of. Using P- P- PCP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is smoking I, yeah, you dip cigarettes or <clears throat> joints in it and <clears throat> let it dry, and then you smoke it, and you get fucked up, and then you get the demons prayed out of yes. you. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like Angel Dust is the one drug that everyone pretty much collectively watched that after school special and was like, yeah, no, that's bad. Let's not sell that. Like, you just don't hear about it. That it's, it's You not hear about sc- it every once in a while. Every like, somebody su- robbed a store on P- in, on PCP, yeah, and they yeah. shot him 17 times, like and he still came. it's not like a scourge. It's yeah. not like, oh, God, the PCP epidemic. It's it, just like... It comes around every once in a while. Okay. Yeah. It just seems like collectively everyone... when you just... want the ability to punch out a window <laughs> yeah. with your face. Well, Smokey did it by mistake in Friday. <laughs> That's so true. there was yeah. that. And I, training yeah. day. Yeah. It came okay. back in training day. You're right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It just seems like there was a nice gentleman's agreement for a while. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, drug dealers were like, it's a good oh, boogeyman man. drug because I, I, yeah. nobody does it. Also, I think it's like it's one of those things where it's like Except someone me. thinks they're just doing the weed and it's like, right. oh, but no, that's angel. Oh, oh shit. It's nice to PCP. Ah, yeah. so, you know, what have fucks. I done? Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just that way to like, you know, uh, oh, oh. But- <laughs> that is the best explanation I've ever heard. Well, oh, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. This shit's really catching up with me. Oh, no. But uh, so they, they, they bust up this other like they think another like a top house or whatever this drug. And, house, and, yeah. and they kind of just catch these people by surprise by like, you know, doing basically like the room service. Yeah. Candy yes. Lantern. <laughs> right. Um, but like bust in and like just take this place cleanly. And they're and. But they because they they went to another house and they tossed it and there was nothing there. They went to like this hotel room, went in there and was like, there's nothing here. Yeah, there's more people playing poker. And and, and Rudy Ray Moore is like, what? I got this from multiple sources. that This is where they got their drugs. And they're all just sitting around like, what? We're just we're just playing cards. Yeah. And so they he has an argument with the chief. The chief is just like, I know you think there's a mole on my team, but there's no way there's a mole on my team. So like he pulls the chief aside. and He's like, look, just small team, just you, me and like one other dude that you absolutely trust will take down this other house and they bust in and it's full of drugs. Mm -hmm. So they're like, all right, pretty sure there's a mole here. So Mm -hmm. they and also Mm -hmm. somebody else gets taken out in the interim. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because Rudy Ray Moore goes home and he just can't (laughs) settle down because Mm -hmm. this is after the bus that goes wrong with just the poker game. Yeah. And he just can't handle it. And all of a sudden, he wakes up and he's like, "God damn it!" No, he and just throws the sheets off of him and he goes, "Shit!" <laughs> yeah, which is how I wake up every morning. <laughs> yeah, and his he, lady's like, "Come on, baby, let me make you feel better." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Ah, okay." Yeah. So they so have, they start sexing each other up, mm-hmm. and that's when someone starts pounding on the door. Yes. And he's like, "I'm gonna get that." And she's like, "No, <laughs> don't get the dog. Don't stop no. loving me." <laughs> and she's like, "Like, like." She may as well be on PCP because she's well, like in hysterics. But he goes and gets the door she was on and PC penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, politically correct penis. Yeah. That's how do you do, man? <laughs> may I injure you? I tip, I tip my Jimmy hat in your general direction. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll be on my way. You are very smart, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do. But anything. yeah, he, he goes out and it's very quick flash. He's like, oh no, and. Well, the, it's, the dog that he has given to the, his old man friend mm-hmm. is nailed to the door. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and it's just he kind of just faces the camera and just. Goes, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. So but then goes and then they're right. they're, you know, zipping the old man yeah. up in the body bag. And that's when he has the argument with the chief. The chief is just yeah. like, I know you think that, that, you know, there's a mole on my team, but there's not. I'm telling you, he's like, 
let's put it to He's the like, test. this guy didn't do anything. He's like, you, me, and like one other dude yeah. you absolutely trust. We're taking this place down. And they, yeah. they take it cleanly because, they, mm-hmm. like I said, they land shark their way into, <laughs> yes, into the door yeah. right, and just catch these guys by surprise. And mm-hmm. all the drugs are there. They catch one guy who's wearing like a Shriner's hat or something and, and like... Ray Ray Moore dresses this guy down like he is just the most like I'm the most disappointed in you character we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, yeah, you're right. You got me. And he sits down. And, and then like, there's when, this. Kid. That's when they bring out the kid. Yeah, they the bring out the kid. They gave Bucky the drugs. It's like this kid's on the drugs. And, you know, he just. Rudy Ray Moore's at him to get mm-hmm. the truth out, which is just like, yeah, he's why like, did I you have do seen that you to, at the club. Yeah. Why did you do that to Bucky? And he's like, I did gave me five bills to do it. He mm-hmm. was. You know, yeah, he's gonna stick away, ruin his career, so he can <laughs> mm-hmm. pick him up cheap yeah. or something like that. Blah blah blah. And yeah. then there, and he's like, "All right, I got a plan." Yeah. And the plan is call everyone in your team, tell them there's a bust uh, that that was going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, that they already doing did. We're doing it right now. So get down here. Mm-hmm. And but they only called the one guy. That's all they did. Yeah, well, they, they, <laughs> they knew. They yeah. knew, or they didn't just didn't bother filming the other people yeah. getting called. I think. But. <sighs> I think he kept saying like uh, 143, 143. Yeah, he did. And was like, maybe start to piece together that that was the guy's guy. badge number. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But they, maybe they, he calls that guy at home. He's like, oh, man, it's my day off. All right. Fine. So we'll give you a double time. Yeah. And then you have tomorrow. Yeah, you have an hour and, to get down yeah. here. So that guy hangs up the phone, immediately picks it back up and calls what he thinks is. Well, he, well what he knows is the house number, which mm-hmm. is where they're at. Mm-hmm. But no caller ID or anything. Yeah. No one knows where anyone's calling from. <laughs> yeah. The 70s were a wild time. So he just calls back and goes, that's why they were a wild time. <laughs> yes. And the angel dust. <laughs> AKA PCP. Angel mm-hmm. dust and no star 69. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But uh, so he immediately calls back and doesn't even wait for anyone to say hello. He's just like, the bust is coming. You guys got to get out of there. And the chief is like, mm-hmm. yep. All right. It's that guy. Yep, so that just... guy just shows up like, hey, oh, hey, I thought you needed me. And they're like, <laughs> We need to talk. We're very disappointed in you, Stan. <laughs> Turn in your badge and gun. They don't even say that. They're basically just like, we we knew it was you. You broke oh, he does. Hearts. He does say, yeah. give me your badge and your gun. Yeah. Come on. Give we're not even going to talk about this. And then apparently they send this fucker home. <laughs> they just sit down. They're like, you're going to time out, mister, for being, yeah. <laughs> for being yeah. a rat for the PCP yeah. mob. You jerk. Now go home and think about what you've done. <laughs> yeah. Which he does. He goes home and gets in the tub and thinks about what he's done and f- murders himself. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, because we have the slow, it, like the, the alarm goes off. The wife hits the, yep. it turns the alarm off, goes in the bathroom and then mm-hmm. screams because she's yeah. found him. Yeah. And, and then they're just like, oh, well, yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And meanwhile, Stinger is at the, at the, the last operation, I oh, guess. Yeah, he's and like, and the, he's like, burn this motherfucker. Yeah, out. Yeah, get it like, all. Just burn it. Set it on fire. Yeah, and he's also Disco's like, we need, to, we need to take out Disco. Yeah. Like, it's it's time. Mm-hmm. Which, I look, uh-huh. the amount of chemicals that are probably flammable that they're dumping into tiny little plastic buckets. Yep. Just set the whole fucking place on fire. Yeah, it's going to happen. Anyway. I don't know what they were thinking. Like, just burn it in those particular buckets? Just or, set the building on yeah. fire. I'm saying, like, it, <laughs> that a, was going to happen. Yeah. And, and the way he yeah. was burning papers on his desk with the embers <laughs> yes. going everywhere, I was like, just set the fucking building on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's all going to be an inferno in a second it's anyway. It's just a, you know, it's just a garbage warehouse that mm-hmm. nobody's using anyway. Right. I'm sure. That's why and, there's a drug faculty <laughs> facility yeah, right. there. Factory. You can say factory. Yeah. Drug factory. Drug factory. <laughs> Yeah. Used to have one of those in the mall, but yeah, <laughs> but yes, they're they're trying to Just burn this thing pound. down, and then Rudy Ray Moore shows up with his karate partner. Well, Bucky is gone, and basically, like, I'm trying to remember, is it well, other they, cops? They, as soon as they like, he's Rudy Ray Moore goes back to the club. Yeah, he goes back to the club, and, and that's immediately when, gets accosted by, by the cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> yes, sorry, you're right. Yes, cowboy. What? Now, look, we're saying cowboy, and you might be wondering, like. 
come on, what are you guys on about? No, the guy's literally dressed as a cowboy. Boots, hat, he has a whip. Like, he has like a six shooter. Like, yeah, six yeah. shooter on the hip. Yes. The late 70s, you basically were wearing a costume yeah. wherever you went. I mean, he's Don Cheadle in Boogie Nights. He's, yeah, <laughs> this is, he's got his cowboy look. So this dude just shows up and he's just like, aha, Disco Godfather, I have you now. Come with me. And makes him drive him around town because yeah, uh-huh. he th- they shove the other two dudes into the club and tells Rudy Ray Moore to lock the door, which is just put a bar across the door. Mm-hmm. Those two dudes immediately run through the back door full speed, get in a car and are going to start following them mm-hmm. until the Cowboys like tell them not to follow us. So Disco waves them off and they drive off somewhere. Um, disc- uh, the cowboy guy just drives him to an alley uh-huh. and pulls out his whip and he's just like. My orders are to kill you, but I can't get off unless I do this first <laughs> and just starts whipping him. Yeah. To which. So Rudy Ray Moore tries to go for an ankle gun and get that gets whipped out of his hand. And then he just grabs the whip and pulls that guy towards him. No, no, no. Like it's in full whip motion, yeah. which he catches, like does the wrapping mm-hmm. around the hand a couple times. Yanks this guy into the cement wall behind him again. Just giant blood pack. Yeah. On the wall. Yeah. And then dude falls down and looks like he's probably dead or on his way. But they, no, he just stands on his neck and like, well, he starts to he starts to starts say to like for the gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he just like, nope, he just steps on his neck and says, you stupid mother, you, know, you yeah, stupid you son, son of a bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cracks that guy's neck. And- yeah. So then he drives off to the to uh, Stingeray's house. Warehouse. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but like he, so he's. I guess he's caught back up with his his partners. They they somehow found him here. They're not there yet. They're yeah. still kind of circling around because mm-hmm. he gets to this place. He's on his own. Oh right, right, yeah. And it's just this mound of dirt, and it's just some back alley somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like this giant motherfucker comes out and is just like who was apparently the phone guy earlier. Oh, was it? Yeah, because he right. goes, "Oh, you do more than service phones, I see." <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, he fought several other dudes before they got to mm-hmm. that guy because yeah. he was like the oh shit guy that comes right, in. Yeah. But, but like this other dude in a tracksuit is just walking by and he's just like, what's this all about? And re- and this is all dubbed like they're not right. actually talking to each other. Oh, yeah. No, this, this is the point of the movie where it just stops being a real movie yes. or any semblance of a real movie. And yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah. So this guy wanders in and he's just like, hey, what's going on here? And Rudy Ray Moore's like, these guys are pushing angel dust on the community. And he's just like, I'll help. And then mm. he just starts fighting these guys. Yeah. Turns out he is also a karate guy. He is. And yeah. he is better at karate than Rudy Ray Moore. That is correct. Like yes. literally everyone on the planet mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some awkward fighting. Uh, Bucky is showing up and grabbed. I don't even know who those two dudes he grabbed were. Like if they were other cops or what? But he's basically like, I'm going with you. No questions asked. Yeah. Like, I maybe those were the guys who worked at at the club with Rudy Ray Moore because they were because they told him they're like, yeah, they took him, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Bucky's like, like, we gotta go. I'm, I'm save on this. Him. I'm riding with you. Come on, let's go. Because mm-hmm. they he's got like a shiny silver mm-hmm. tracksuit jacket on now too. Yeah. And, um, it's my I beat PCP jacket. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes. Silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. PCP came got bronze. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Rudy Ray Moore is now dressed like a Green Bay Packer fan. Mm-hmm. He's just wearing he, yeah, a, a he, green and yellow jumpsuit. He is, yeah, and a knit cap. Because so. at one point he walks into a house just calmly, and I was like, because <laughs> he comes in like he's selling something. I was just like, I'm here today to talk to you about Brett Favre <laughs> and the frozen tundra. Do you know Brett Favre? <laughs> Vince Lombardi. Yeah. So he. He and the tracksuit man eventually fended off all the people outside. Well, yeah, he fights off enough of his guys, and he tells tracksuit guys, like, take care of them. Yeah. He's like, all right. (laughs) Yeah. And then so he goes inside. Yeah. 
And this just becomes a house of horrors. It's just... Well, he meets a giant dude who's just grunting and yeah. wearing chainmail. Yes. What was his? He had a nickname: the Destroyer, the Deathbringer, so, so, the Demonizer, the Stinger Ray is yelling at this guy over the intercom mm-hmm. uh, as like alarms are going off and all this ridiculous nonsense. But I think they've just fed this guy PCP the whole time and kept him in the basement in case, <laughs> in case Disco Man, Godfather ever showed up. I know how that goes. Yeah. So. Uh, like he throws stuff at this dude's head and it just bounces off and he mm-hmm. grunts, you know, and it's just yeah. like, oh, man, he's never going to defeat this guy. And that's kind of true. This guy pretty much almost bear hugs Disco Godfather to death. Yeah. And then they take him to a, a torture chair where they've put a gas mask on him. And this is just like, OK, we're just piping PCP and the gonna, gas mask. You're just going to suck up all the PCP. It's actually Enjoy the way it. I prefer to do PCP. That's probably the best way. Yeah. Aerosolized. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Angel missed. Mm-hmm. But eventually he wakes up just enough to start choking this dude with his feet. And he just he says, I'm going to kill you unless you take this mask off of me. And eventually, I'm going to break your <laughs> neck. And eventually the guy's like, OK, I'll take it off of you and reaches back and does it. But it's too it's, late. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. He's, He's been fucking angel dusted. And and good God almighty, like the next five <laughs> or so. I don't know. It feels like next it's, hour. It's the next 10. It's the last 10 minutes of the film. This yeah. becomes forbidden zone levels of shit. <laughs> yeah. Just frantic bullshit. Yeah. Because I, mean, I hate it. It's Rudy Ray Moore acting like he's on PCP. Mm-hmm. Quick cuts. Voodoo ladies back. Every other weird like makeup effect person they have is in this. Like things that don't even make sense. Like not even like, oh, well, that's so and so. But now they're no. It's and it's too quick to like, uh, you know, try to make any mm-hmm. sense out of anything that's like popping up on the screen for half a second. Mm-hmm. At one point in time, he sees his mom he and does. then his mom turns into his aunt, which he hates. Yep. I don't know why. He tries no, to murder no, her. No backstory. No. And then that becomes she, Stinger. She turns into a cobra at some point. Yep. She turns into the Take On Me video is what happens. Uh-huh. She, oh, becomes, yeah. they, she yeah. becomes animated. They hand draw over <laughs> and her. And a snake. Yeah. <laughs> a snake comes out of her. Yep. Um. And then, yeah, he just, he freaks out and freaks out and freaks out. And eventually he's just like, I hate you, aunt lady. But and, then that becomes Stinger. Yes. And then, but he's not even Stinger because he's like strangling a pillow maybe or uh, is it actually it's shot so that you don't actually actually see if he's really strangling stinger or not I think, I think he, he is i think he was but when they go to the next shot when uh uh bucky runs in to stop him like you just he, there's nobody there he wasn't like the guy wasn't on set the, the guy just, just wasn't there that day because yeah. he's because bucky says you're gonna kill him right um because mm-hmm. they they pull rudy ray more off and, and, he, and he keeps talking like he's going to talk his way out of it. Like, yeah. this is all in my mind. Like, he's just going to fucking use the power of Disco to, to obliterate the angel dust within <laughs> him. And I, the, the thing about this movie is that you think that's going to happen. But, like, earlier there was a scene in the club where a reporter comes in and they're ta- they're interviewing the Disco Squad. And it's just all the dancers there. Disco Squad. And I heard that and I was like, okay, this movie is going to end with the Disco Squad, right? They're going to show up. And fucking use the power of disco Mm-mm. and eradicate the angel dust out of this. You know, it's it's the same thing with like breaking two. You figure they're gonna they're gonna save the rec center with the power of dance, and no, mm-hmm. they just use bulldozers. Right. But yeah, so Rudy Ray Moore is screaming his head off, and the good guys are there now. It's like, dude, it's over. You're fine. Yeah, we're gonna take you to the hospital. Yeah. You're gonna be all right. And he's like, you're not taking me anywhere. Yeah, he's just like, no, raw. And then it's just freeze frame on his crazy face. Mm-hmm. And then cut to fucking credits. <laughs> yeah. Also, in the middle of all this bullshit, they exercised the angel dust demons from yes. the girl. From yeah, that earlier. was intercut with the rest of this. Yeah. Like, we were thinking, okay, if they've rescued that girl, 
maybe that will end the scourge. It, it, like, okay, so there are roughly ten times more cuts in that scene yeah. Yeah. than if you added up the preceding an hour and twenty five minutes before it. Yeah, because like when she suddenly like miraculously cured the minister priest, he wasn't a priest, whatever, but like he kind of keels over and is like. Did that guy die or is he just exhausted? <laughs> and then like it's been three weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, and they well, treat it like it's an exorcism. Yeah. It's not like they cured PCP. Right. And yeah. then it's like <laughs> then it's also sort of maybe implied that like all her demons went into Rudy Ray Moore too, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's like it's I'm saying there are so many ways you could interpret this bullshit that like it's mm-hmm. you know You decide. Well, all right, here's what I I was alluding to earlier that I didn't want to say because it gets to this point. Besides the ending just being straight up bad, mm-hmm. what, what I was getting at is that, like, most of this movie is told with a Rudy Ray Moore perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of makes sense that it gets weird and bad and stupid as soon as he's on drugs, even though it kind of got stupid just before that, too. Like, mm-hmm. they just ran out of money or like, fuck it, this needs to be done tomorrow, like yeah. S-style editing. <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it kind of makes sense that it falls apart when he's not in control. I'm not, ex- you know, excusing anything about the way this movie ends. I'm just saying, like, from that Rudy Rudy Raymore centric view that all these movies seem to have, where it's either him doing something or people talking about him doing something, that when he's out of control, the movie fucking falls apart too. Yeah, it almost like artistically makes sense. Realistically, it doesn't fucking make any sense at all. I can see where they may have come into it with the idea that they were going to do this thing, mm-hmm. but yeah. they failed. Execution, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I, that's just my one take yeah. on like why it might have almost been intentional that it just becomes batshit crazy broken at the end. Well, you can't accidentally do that, right? Can you? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We don't know. But yeah, the movie's <laughs> over. And let's just rate it and move on with our lives. Uh, no Stargrove. <sighs> well, now hold on. That first song. When he comes, when he first is introduced into the club, it's... Disco Godfather, the Godfather of Disco. Yeah. That plays during his entire entrance into the movie. But it doesn't say anything other than that. But that's that's more it's words than any disco song. has. Yeah, fine. He enters the scene, his theme song plays Disco Godfather, the Godfather of Disco. Fine. But it's not necessarily Starter. describing what's going on in the movie, is it? Here is the Godfather of Disco. And there he was. <laughs> Man, you're really working hard to give something to this movie. Yeah, fine. Fine. I'll vote it, yes. Okay. It's a reluctant fine, yes. Cool. It's Chuck fine. Mm-hmm. So right. can, can I get a makeup joke that I thought of about Uh-oh. 10 minutes late? You may. Uh, the, the, the basketball team that Stinger was, or the league that he was trying to create, would that be the ABBA? <laughs> All right, I'm done now. <sighs> I get it. I, at least Chuck, I knew. Yeah. Jump right on that. I, I get it. I yeah. get it. Okay. Disco, ABBA. Yeah. yeah. Also, ABA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know much about the sport ball or disco, but that's what I, I don't got. know about basketball, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. So, ratings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rate this thing. I would like to give it four bags. Okay. It only doesn't get five bags because I can see that there was effort, however, terrible. There's a lot of this movie that is just right out bad. Uh, acting, dialogue, shot composition, sound editing. Costumes were good. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Except for Rudy Ray Moore's last hero costume, which should have been like 
yeah, giant collar and wings. and It should have been like an Elton John outfit yeah. on, right. on Rudy Ray Moore. Exactly. But they even failed that. They failed to give him a hero costume for when he was doing hero That's shit. That's the most evidence to they just ran out of time and money at the end. And they just yeah. put him in a fucking tracksuit. Right. He's wearing a tracksuit and a fucking beanie. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Get with it. Mm-hmm. Unlike Forbidden Zone, which seems like just a bunch of people doing drugs and then recording shit on film and then getting other people to do weird animation shit and then a midget hitting somebody with a hammer or whatever. Um, yeah. It seems like there's some attempted at artistry with this. Like, I agree with, with Harlow's point about the end where, like, Rudy Ray Moore is losing control, so the this film gets more frantic. They try... They, there's a plot in this movie. Mm-hmm. They attempt to take it from one place to another. They're trying to do some stuff, but... They fail, and not in the fun way, at nearly every turn. All right, sir. Really fun to laugh at um, for a while. You know, for the first 25 minutes, it's a hoot. To talk about it is a lot of fun. I would give the conversation three jocks. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Subcategory. But, yeah. How but, do you rate uh, this conversation? <laughs> Uh, may I request some clarification from the judges before I give my rating? Yeah. I see you have this, the document over. May may I get an overall average of my prior... I know we're not supposed to rate these against each other, but there, yeah. there's a reason for this, because I, I need to know where I ranked the other... Uh, PD Wheat Straw got four and three bags. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm yeah, me specifically. I four bags okay. for PD Wheat Straw. Okay. Yeah, I hated that one, so... Yeah. Wheat Dolomite and Human Tornado. Um, human tornado. You gave a jocks. Oh, okay, okay. How about that? All right, tornado. <laughs> I, I just I seem to remember at least one movie. Dolomite. You gave three jocks. Yeah, okay, so three jocks, one jocks, four bags. Okay, and now, yeah. Okay, so I, I just I because here here's my thing. Like seventy five to eighty percent of this movie is the best Rudy Ray Moore movie. I mean, not in terms of like entertainment. But like the best made movie, mm-hmm. um, it's like almost it's like bordering on a real movie. Mm-hmm. Um, There's still dumb shit and things that happen. Like I, I kind of started to turn on the movie when he suddenly had detective disco vision or whatever the fuck it was when the shooting happened. Because yeah. like at a certain point, I was like, is there something wrong with the with the media here? Right. Like what what is going on? Um, and then the ending just like just took it down like every other notch it could possibly go down. Um, I I think I'm all that being said, I think I'm gonna land on a single bag and and I and I and I say this only because I can just barely say don't watch this. like I mean, I almost want to say watch it because like I said it for a while it seems like the most competently made Rudy Ray Moore movie there is until that ending mm-hmm. and I still almost want to say recommend it because that ending is so batshit insane that I almost feel like you should experience at least once in your life. But like not in, in, it's just, I'm still going on the barely recommend just because it's an assault on the senses by the end of this movie. Right. And I would therefore say just, you're, you're probably better off, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a mixed bag. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because like, I mean, there's, there's almost in a way I want to like say recommend this movie because for a while, it seems like it might be okay. Yeah. But then, no. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of similar to Harlow. And it's weird because it's like, this is probably the best made of the Rudy Ray Moore movies, but that kind of takes away the charm of Rudy Ray Moore movies. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because there's that random just what the fuck are you doing this? And this one like doesn't quite feel like that aside from it's got like this weird non-actor stumbling around through all these scenes of people that are like not good actors, but at least they're trying where him, you never get the feeling that he's really trying Yeah, that he's just like, I'm just going to be me. And I think he was trying in the disco scenes. He was super into all of that. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So but, that's kind of his shtick. Right. <sighs> put him on a mic, put him in front of a crowd. He's going to eat that up. Mm-hmm. But like when he's wandering around talking to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm going to go with one jocks. Okay. Because I think there's something about this that should be experienced, but just barely. Because there is everything that's bad about it goes on for far too long. Like the one thing that doesn't seem to go on for too long is that montage scene of them just roughing up all the drug dealers mm-hmm. all around town. Yeah. That which was like, fun. Yeah. That's fun. Minutes. And seems like it's the right length, but like the first 20 minutes is just credits and people dancing, mm-hmm. you know, in this club. And it's like, all right, like we get it, you know? <laughs> and it's the same thing with the end where it's just like, Oh my God, it's just such a fucking assault on the senses by the end of it, you're just like, did, is this like, were they just going for their 2001 thing here? You know, what, <laughs> what, what were they thinking exactly? Cause I mean, there is some stuff that works in that sequence. The way the editing is, is really unnerving where like the woman's running towards you and mm-hmm. then it, you know, it turns into this, this devil thing. And just, there's a whole lot of stuff like that, that kind of works, but it's also just fun in that, that whole, like, reefer madness idea of like we don't even understand what the fuck we don't like but we don't like it because it's bad yep you know and it's like yes pcp's bad we get that part like we understand that but it's also like completely misunderstanding why anyone would sell these drugs to anyone you know because it's like you use it once and you're dead and you know like like i've never understood that about any like anti-drug movie where it's like Drug dealers have no reason to give you something that's just going to fucking wreck you once. Yeah. If you've used it once, you're ruined and you can never do anything with your life again. It's like, no, they want you to be using that for the rest of your life. Right. And still have money. Yeah. And still have money to be able to keep (laughs) buying that stuff, you know, but like anti-drug movies, like that's something that always cracks me up about them is they're like, no, they just want to kill all the kids. Yeah. You know, and that's, Yeah. But really, Ray Moore just run around going, Angel Dust is, <laughs> there's something about it that appeals to me. So I can go one jocks on it. Okay. I just, I didn't despise it the way you did. Yeah. I just don't think that, like, Rudy Ray Moore needs to be in Dolomite style movies. He oh, can't, yeah. there's, there's no he place for Rudy Ray Moore movie. in anything re- resembling seriousness. Yeah, no, I mean, this, this is like the part in, the disaster artist where Tommy Wiseau is trying to do like streetcar or something, you yeah, know, like, yeah. like, you know, somebody that bad at everything. Yeah. I was about doing... to say he's very Wiseau-ish yeah. in that it's like, I genuinely don't think he thinks he's doing a bad job. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, what's entertaining about it to me. Yeah. So here's my dilemma. Okay. I don't like Rudy Ray Moore at all. Can't stand him. Never have been able to stand him. I was, I had a serious problem about introducing those movies to the Banff cast because I thought we were all going to have a really bad time. Um, and then, you know, we kind of liked Dolomite and then, you know, kind of for the novelty factor, I think. And then things mm-hmm. went down from there once we realized, oh, this guy. Well, I think it happened when we uh, happened upon a random trailer for the human tornado. That was like we were like, no, we need to be watched. Yeah, and you're like, I that's think, a sequel to Dolomite. Yeah. When we, so were we have to watch trailers. Dolomite first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
So the thing about this movie is, is that it is the most tolerable of the Rudy Ray Moore movies. And like we were saying earlier, it is, it's not directed by him. It's directed by someone else who hadn't directed it. Only movie he ever made. Yeah. He never directed anything else, but at least like for the most part, the camera is on a tripod and this movie is like a Rudy Ray Moore sampler. It gives you all of the little chunks of Rudy Ray Moore, Rudy Ray Moore stupidity. Like when he starts doing his his weird head shaking blah, 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 when he starts doing his karate bullshit. But like in the human tornado, he does that for 25 straight minutes mm-hmm. In this. He does it for 30 seconds. Yeah, that's enough. So it's it's this weird sample plate of Rudy Ray Moore bullshit. It's in a movie that has its heart in the right place, even though it doesn't understand the angel dust thing at all. At least it's a movie about that. And he's seems to be, he's a former cop who found a new career as being a disco DJ. And then he's like, man, my nephew got on these drugs. Let's rid the streets of these drugs. He doesn't exactly go about it. Well, he still (laughs) is more distracted by his discoing than not, but it's still, it it's, it's, more so than his other movies, which were just about him doing crime and other dumb bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't believe I'm the only one who had a lot of fun with this. I, I, I'm amazed. I, I thought we were all having a good time laughing at this movie. It is a good, bad movie. I'm giving it four jocks. I, it is an entertaining time. It was never boring. The last 10 minutes are garbage, obviously, but in almost a fascinating way, you're looking at it like, like like Harlow said, what are you trying to do this two thousand one, or Mackie yeah. said this like two thousand one ending? It's like are they trying to be arty? Did they just run out of money? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. It, it's fascinating, and I think that there's there's just so much stuff along the way that it, it either was naturally funny because it was bad, naturally funny because it was good, or funny because we were having a good time watching it. I think it just fits all the criteria of a good bad movie and it was a lot of fun and I'm just I'm amazed that I'm the only one who thinks that so hey I give it eight jocks I know you did mine mine is so I'm literally doing the oh that last 10 minutes yeah. is knocking it down I mean I'm, I not, was, I'm not mad at you guys and I don't yeah. think you're wrong I'm just saying I can't believe I'm the only one who was who came in the here. Like it's divide we yeah. ever had. I just can't our... believe you're the one who liked a Rudy Ray Moore movie. That's what the I'm best saying. Out of all I'm of shocked, but I was having a great time in there. I was like, wow, this is exactly. If we're going out on this, this is exactly what I want. It's not ridiculously obnoxious, self-indulged Rudy Ray Moore. See, I don't think we get enough doses of the Rudy Ray Moore shit to appreciate it, because, and and you're right when you say that some of it goes on too mm-hmm. long in in his other work. But this is just like, oh, why is he doing the weird head bob thing? Okay, well, that's gone. <laughs> All right. Well, why is he doing two lines of rhyming stuff and then never does any any more of it? You don't get like you don't get any of the actual Rudy Ray Moore like experience except for him standing in a room and yelling at people like he's trying to yell over a bunch of drunk assholes in a comedy <laughs> club. I know. I know. So that's the only full Rudy Ray Moore that you get is that. And that's not good to me. That's, I thought the small dope. I I think like his his shtick is best suited for those moments where he's just behind the mic yelling at the crowd to fucking dance. Like I know he's angry about it and you're like a little scared, but that's what he's suited for. That's where his rhymes make the most sense. Like walking yeah, into a dry only- cleaner in another movie and just rhyming for five straight minutes and then the person's like, "Okay, see ya." You know, I mean that doesn't make any sense. You are correct. So you're correct in sort of 
both of those statements. Yeah. But he only does the rhyming thing for he doesn't do it long enough to get across what the rhyming thing usually gets across, which is telling like Yeah, he's not it, it's not yes. telling a little bit of a story. It's not saying, Look how great I am in this, you know, in this Exactly in eight lines. That's my point. It's he's but not, that's the that's the that's kind of part of the good of that I sometimes. See, I, 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 like I don't want it to go on for the entire movie. Yeah. And you're right when when he when it goes on for the entire movie, when it does a five minute segment here with this guy on the street. Yeah. A uh, five minute segment in the dry cleaners, a five minute segment <laughs> as he's driving down the road, stops in the middle of the highway to tell a goose that he's the greatest <laughs> of all time or whatever. That but see, drags on. All but of we his, need. I know. We need, I think, <laughs> if we're if we're going for a sampler platter, uh-huh. like you don't want a half a cheese stick. You want sometimes. No, fuck you, Chuck. You don't want half a cheese stick. Nobody wants half a cheese stick. I'm saying you want two or three cheese sticks, maybe, and then two or three potato skins, and then two or three. We get half of a potato skin and half of a cheese stick. I'm saying. Am I hungry? I'm saying that two or three lines about hey, y'all need to dance, and then him shouting, "Put your weight on it" sixteen times in a row is better than whatever dumb story he's about to tell, which always ends with him saying, I will kick your motherfucking ass. Like, that is the end rhyme for everything he ever says. Even if it's not a story about him. He'd be telling a story about Cain and Abel. And he'll just be like, and then I showed up and I said, I will kick your motherfucking ass. And everyone goes, woo! And then it's just like, that was the worst story ever. There's none of that. And that's the best! (laughs) So you like this because the... It, you know, antithesis of a Rudy Ray Moore movie, yes. basically. Okay. It has just enough hints of it to where you go, okay, I can it's take 12 seconds of that. I don't care. I liked it. So it's, this is like uh, like Andrew Dice Clay when he's in like vinyl, no, vinyl or something. <laughs> no, I was just saying like when there's, he's not doing anything Andrew Dice Clay, it's like I'm almost dressed being a normal guy. I'm an actor now and I'm not doing my character. No. no? That, that, that guy's a different guy entirely. Okay. I, my my hate for Andrew Dice Clay is far and above my hate for Rudy Ray but, Moore. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I totally do see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, it's like yeah, when he shows up and he's like, "I'm just a normal actor. I'm not yeah. doing the ooh." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Anyway, I'm set my piece. Okay. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Welcome back. Hey. hey. Bamfcast. We're back. Bamfcast. We're back to getting along. Second half. Never. Yeah. Some people might say the only half they listen to. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's really that's weird. Bur- that's bugging you, isn't it? <laughs> it's really My strange. mind was blown. I couldn't understand that. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Whatever. We we talk about stuff in so both this halves. Is, this is your half, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you're here to hear us talk. Welcome. Well, <laughs> for those who don't normally stick around for the second half, right? Sometimes we have correspondence, mm-hmm. yeah, relating which you can from the first send half. to yeah, bmf yeah. at bmfcast.com, which is what David did, and he said uh, question and recommendation. He said hello, Bamfcast. Hello. I won't be able to go to live stream of Disco Godfather, so I wanted to quickly say I think it's my third favorite Dolomite movie. It's his most focused in terms of story and message. Three jocks. It was not right really on. a Dolomite movie. It's a Rudy Ray Moore movie, but I guess yeah. that's kind of an interchangeable thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It's uh, really a Disco Godfather movie. Right. The first in the Disco Godfather yes. pantheon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, his recommendation is Sugar Hill, 70s exploitation horror film about a woman whose fiance gets killed. She has a voodoo priestess and Baron Samidi help her get revenge on the killers. A whole lot of fun. The man who plays Baron Samidi gives one of my favorite performances. Um, keep up the always excellent work and don't forget to put your weight on it. Yeah. <laughs> Crash and Burn, Dave from Nebraska. Uh, P.S. A question. What are your thoughts on the Game of Thrones creators taking on a new Star Wars trilogy? Fuck, everyone's going to have a Star Wars eventually. Yeah, I think it's, it feels like it. Whatever. I like the fact that. I mean, is it a trilogy? Is that what they've said? I just thought it was like they were going to get a Star Wars thing. They're which... going to get a Star Wars thing, I think, was what I saw. Yeah, but... I feel like that might be the, the TV show that they've long talked about. I like the fact that, you know, Star Wars has been under George Lucas's thumb for so long, mm-hmm. and we've only experienced it through his final approval for the most part with the exception of, like, extended universe books or whatever. Um, but as far as in film, we've only experienced it through his lens until we until Disney got a hold of it. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that they're letting other people play in that universe. We get different things, like The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. which is different than... Yeah, I'm, I have things. no problem like with them, just, yeah. Well, and... Those guys are good at stuff. <laughs> They also, I was just about to say good at TV, but they're good at, you know. Yeah, the one also wrote X-Men Origins Wolverine, so, you know. Well, he can't There's, all be winners. I have a feeling 16 people wrote that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. And he was just the last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, there there was some DNA in that movie that could have made a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I wonder because, like, a lot of their choices for Game of Thrones since George R. R. Martin's stuff has run out has been not as good. You know, I they're mean, in a weird place now. Yeah, it's it's a weird place. But I, I just kind of wonder how much of that is being able to take something already written and being like, all right, how do we shape this to make the best visual product? Yeah. And then how much of it is. All right. Whole new universe. Mm-hmm. Give me something. You know, it, it's Star Wars. Yeah. You, you probably have TIE fighters and you probably have, you know, rebels and Imperials. But, you know, creating yeah. your own characters and making your own world out of it. I I don't know. I mean, if they I'll be interested to see what they do. If they've but... tied to original Star Wars at all, I hope it's episode like three point one, um, so that way everyone can die <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, like they'll go find Jar Jar and give him a horrible death of some sort. Like maybe some dogs will eat him maybe or something. A dragon will... dogs. <laughs> yeah, some space Just, dogs. Yeah, dogs. Dogs. <laughs> dogs. Fucking, fucking lumpy takes him out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it. who knows anymore, you know? Oh, I mean, I people guess... People are capable of really bad stuff, and people are capable of really good stuff. They'll fit in knows. with, like, the uh, the Ryan Johnson uh, version of Star Wars, because everyone will be just fast-traveling everywhere, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and if that keeps them from making that fucking Confederate show, then I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. yes. Ooh, sneaky, I like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sneaky Justice Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes. Ah, so yeah. Why don't we talk about a hot piece of business? Okay. That uh, so hot. So, like, rumor this came out right before the Super Bowl started. Yeah, you can't say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're a commercial, you can't say it. We can say fucking Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super right. Bowl. Yeah. So, like, the story just went around. Like, uh, Netflix might be about to say something about the next Cloverfield movie, and then there was a commercial during the Super Bowl. It's like. Netflix is going to let you watch the next Cloverfield movie pretty soon. And then there was another commercial after the the halftime where it was just like, 
after the game, you can go watch the Cloverfield movie. Mm-hmm. Um, people had already figured it out because as soon as the first trailer aired, they went to Netflix and, and Netflix said, had available after, after the, the show, you know, after the mo- after the game. So, uh, yeah, the Cloverfield paradox is the new thing. Which before we even talk about that as a movie, mm-hmm. I I got to admit, I'm fucking impressed. Like, I didn't think this kind of shit was doable anymore. Like secretly making a movie, keeping it under wraps that it's part of a thing. Now, I understand on the tiers of things people give a fuck about, it's pretty low. Like nobody's like new Clover. Like, okay, there's a few people that are like new Cloverfield, but I'm mm-hmm. saying like it's not a new fucking Star Wars or Jedi. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, or yeah but I mean, Trekker for a long time, it was called God Particle. Yeah, and I'm people sa- like, yeah, something's up with that. I'm just but saying they like, kept it under wraps pretty damn well. That's oh, that's the impressive. movie that. So God Particle is Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Because I've I heard about God Particle. They talked right. about it for a while, and then there was a lot of speculation. Like, is this the next Cloverfield movie? And then there was some like Netflix might be trying to acquire the next Cloverfield movie. And then it was just like, hey, after the the sport thing, you can watch the next Cloverfield. I movie. never heard. I mean, literally, like I wasn't watching the game, but I just hopped on Twitter because I was like, I should probably know something that's happening <laughs> in the world because you know, dumb shit. It does happen. It's announced yeah. or whatever. And I yeah. was like, it was like Cloverfield and fired Netflix. I was like, well, shit. Now I have to figure out when the game's over. Yeah. So I'm going to watch this. It was it was an interesting hype cycle. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it came out. Uh, NBC was probably pissed. People weren't watching. This is us. And <laughs> yeah. instead watched. I think they're happy. They did record numbers. Yeah. On that, so. Uh, but yeah, everyone watched Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. And then the Internet hated it. They sure did. Holy <laughs> shit. They Boy. didn't even have time to like get a hype cycle going. No. It was just like, nope, fuck this thing. Yeah. That just instantly became like, man, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Which Netflix I, can eat a dick, y'all. Which my piece is. It's Chuck Fine. It's all right. It's not great. It's not destroying the world, but it's also not like, oh my God, I want to tell everybody about it and make everyone see it. Because to me, it's just, it's a pretty nice looking space sci-fi. Hey, we went into space and shit got fucked quick Mm -hmm. movie, which usually is my shit. But this one, it just felt like I've seen this all somewhere else before. And it never quite distinguishes itself from any of that. Yeah. To I, me, it's just a straight out three star movie the entire time. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that slightly. I think I, I think I had a slightly better experience. But if I had to liken it to anything that people didn't see, I guess. But I mean, it reminded me a lot of that movie Life. The yeah, it did. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Where it was just like, this is all fine. It just feels like shit I've seen before and I kind of know where the, well I wouldn't say I knew where this one was going but I mean it just a lot of it was like yeah and then okay and then that yep and then that's yeah. gonna happen yep mm-hmm. and then that's gonna happen you know like just life just played out like yep I've seen mm-hmm. a fucking alien in space <laughs> movie so yep you poked it with a stick now yeah. it's mad at you <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> what happens <laughs> so but I mean I felt this one was a little more clever than that like it, it I liked it better than life yeah oh uh, yeah yeah so, um, I mean, it's it's very similar in that regard of just, just like, uh-huh, yeah. yeah, but I like I did, the, as I was watching, I was like, you know what, like, this isn't gravity or interstellar or anything no. like that, but as far as, like, life, which was trying to be another one of those real-ass space movies, this was like, it's better than that, um, but it's also real dumb. I mean, Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, so, like, Man. Maggie and I were talking about this earlier, I think this the first half of this movie, the setup is fascinating like all of the what is going on here is amazing i was like totally into just 
man, what is going to be the thing? And then they tell you the thing and you're like, oh, okay, I'll I'll keep going here with you. That's mm-hmm. kind of dumb. And then everyone reacts to it really super dumb. But and then it just gets real dumb. But so like the first yeah. half of the movie is really good and compelling. The second half is just over the top stupid. Uh, well, the but second, in a fun the, way, in a way that never really made me angry. So yeah, the second half is one of those where you're like, you can't stop to think about it. It's a J.J. Abrams fucking thing, you know, yeah. where it's just mm-hmm. like, wait, why did? How did the? Wait, how yeah. did they know to look there? Yeah, like like they they use the triple blood, and now everyone's alive. What? That's it, dumb. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just like there's so many things that when you think back on, them, you're like, well, wait, well, how was how were they gonna get the ship back if they did this? Mm-hmm. You know, and then like the the whole logic behind how they're supposed to get back is just like no yeah no 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 yeah yeah it, it's absolutely there's just a lot of just stupid it's yeah. one of those movies like if you are the person that like can focus on one factual inconsistency in something this movie has a dozen for you to choose from or mm-hmm. more oh, like yeah. i'm just saying like if you're that like no that you know I, I, sorry if I'm calling anyone out that listens because I honestly don't remember where you hear this, but like when someone was watching um, Stranger Things season two and they were like, no, and that time period, the cap of the maple syrup yes. was not this color exactly. and it wasn't a flip open. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst. Sure. That's, that's the but, worst part of the goof section but, on yeah. IMDb is <laughs> but, like, this know? one. It's not really that this is it's more. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's more. It's that. more like you wrote a draft and you said, okay, we have to get from point A to point B and we haven't figured out how to explain that yet. And then they just like filmed it anyway. Yeah. And we're like, well, maybe we added around that and they never did. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, well, that's dumb. Like, why'd that happen again? Yeah. You know, there, there are character deaths in there. That I'm just like, why'd that happen again? Yeah. And, and you know, they, there's easy ex- explanations. Like, like they, they can have moments where they're like, oh no, this is, this is why this is happening. Yeah. Something's trying to course correct itself. Something, you know, maybe this is a final destination movie, something like that. Yeah. I mean, all you have to do is like, at least have some of the remaining characters have that conversation instead of just being like, Oh, well, well, the, the vague explanation is like, everything's wacky here. It doesn't make any sense. That must be where we are. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's a convenient way of writing your way out of having to explain anything lazy. Yeah. So, yeah. But so there's and, there's all the dumb like in space bullshit, which mm-hmm. is both at, at the start pretty compelling and then at the end kind of dumb. But sandwiched into all of this, which was not part of the God particle to begin with, is when they decided to make it a Cloverfield movie mm-hmm. and they added a bunch of cool Cloverfield shit into the movie. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. That's rad. I don't care. They they just totally like one off explained Anything that could ever happen in a movie with the word Cloverfield in it, but with one like TV interview that characters are watching on screen mm-hmm. that is now just become canon for whatever weird shit happens in a in a in a Cloverfield movie. It's yeah. because of that. So, well, and all the stuff that's like back on Earth is so tacked on because it does yeah. not like if you excise all of that from the plot, it doesn't change the plot in any way whatsoever. Right. It's like what people they, bitch about Last Jedi. At least that had a point. This yeah. shit doesn't even have a point of being in there. It's to make it a Cloverfield movie. That's the yeah. only thing. It's it's for these scenes for people to go, oh, wait, is this during? Wait, no. Is this separate? What? Huh? Yeah. That's 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 the Cloverfieldness of it. And I and I, I, 
I, I must take this moment. Like I, I, I would rank them. I would rank the Clover's Clover's Field uh-huh. like this. I would say two or ten Cloverfield Lane is the best. Mm-hmm. Then probably this, and then the original. Okay. Um, I, I don't agree with that at all. I can but... <laughs> almost flip flop the first one, and the third one. Maybe okay. I, I don't know. Uh, it's just like they're both, they're both like fine movies that I enjoyed at the time, and it would probably take a rewatch before I. But two is like a real fucking film. Like mm-hmm. that is like near masterpiece mm-hmm. level for at least. 90% of the movie, I, I would liken two to be like me with Sunshine, where it's like, I'm on board with Sunshine start to finish. Mm-hmm. There may be a point in 10 Cloverfield Lane where you go, no, this just became bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like just, I am with Sunshine. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm just saying like, but, you know, that journey up to it is fucking masterful. So, you know, it's like it's almost it's almost a disservice. And I guess what I'm trying to say is like it's almost a disservice if they're shoehorning Cloverfield into movies that were already a thing mm-hmm. like that could have been a movie explained wholly differently and not part of this universe. And if that was the case or if it was planned all along, I don't know for 10 Cloverfield Lane. And, you know, maybe they had a better movie here without shoehorning that. In. That's all, that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying is like they need to like be careful of what scripts they go like. Let's turn this into a Cloverfield movie versus just make a solid ass movie that's yeah. independent. And that's, that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. One other note I saw in several reviews, people saying, this looks like a cheap sci-fi channel TV show. And I was like, the fuck sci-fi channel TV shows are you people watching? Like, what do you want? I would kill for a sci-fi channel thing to look like this. Like, it it makes me never want to make a sci-fi movie because holy shit, like people expect you to have a fucking hundred thousand dollar budget to make a thing look good. Mm -hmm. Because like, I thought all the set direction and everything and the oh, effects yeah. and everything in this movie were fantastic. I, yeah. I didn't like, I do not bullshit. understand that complaint in any capacity. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I came and away, it f- wasn't just one review. It was a yeah, bunch. Oh, yeah. A bunch of people are just like, this is what is this cheap trashy bullshit. This looked better than Battlestar. And I think Battlestar, I mean, Battlestar is the highest, uh, or the highest budget yeah. sci-fi thing ever on TV because yeah. it had, it was co-produced by, us and uk yeah and this looks better than that yeah. i mean like there's no sci-fi channel anything with a higher budget than battle yeah I, I was i was impressed by how this looked like mm-hmm. when it was over i was just like man they put some money into that that looked good and then i just started people seeing started seeing people say you know this this just looks like trash and i'm just like do you have smoothing turned on your tv like yeah, probably i, I mean it's just does your netflix look like ass are you watching it on a wii like i mean what yeah. <laughs> I, I just yeah, I'm, I, I'm I amazed by that it like you were saying earlier when we were talking about it it just feels like piling on like they were just oh and another thing fuck the way the movie looks too yeah. but it's uh, to me this is just like Jurassic World like there are people who just like Jurassic World is the death of filmmaking I, I can't understand how anyone likes this trash and I'm like I can't understand how anybody could get that fucking riled up about yeah. this movie and I and I feel the same way about the, this one too where it's like you're getting all fired up about that like mm-hmm. it's yeah. There's plenty of more targets that are a lot more of an affront to filmmaking than yeah. either of those movies are. And, and I'm sorry, but like I, I said this earlier when we were talking, I, I feel like they partially did themselves a disservice. I mean, cool as hell to to drop a movie like this, especially in one that's becoming a cinematic universe, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but know your fucking audience, dude. Like this is kind like this is semi heady sci fi. and You're dropping it during a fucking football game. The Venn diagram there. <laughs> 
is almost, I don't know. It's I, almost two fucking circles. Well, I think well the, the, the way football, they sell it in the football thing. Yeah. And first of all, that commercial does it a disservice because it's not what the Super well, Bowl commercial yeah, sold. Yeah, it's also be. kind of an important part of the movie. Yeah. Too that they're. I'm more talking they're, about they're, your they're two audiences. Very weird like, well, I think the Super Bowl audience is a different audience. I think pe- there are equally number of people watching it for the spectacle slash the advertising than, than yeah. Than and the I game. mean, I mean the the Super Bowl is all about making things an event. Yeah, and sure. that's what they did with this. That's why they went. I with... know, but you're also you're inviting a bunch of people that are going to shit all over because it, it's not their thing. But yeah, it, but I mean, you're, you're I certainly know. not going to have Annihilation or Mute be the one that you sell it know, with. Yeah, know. no, I mean that was the best. I think of a thing they had to dump for whatever reason. That was the best way to do it, and it was. It's a cool thing. I mean, it fuck. worked. A ton yeah. of people watched that movie. Yeah, yeah. it's so, a good spectacle as well. Like, yes, hey, look at us. We're doing a thing. That was We're fun. We're doing a crazy thing. It was fun to sit there with a bunch of people online throughout the game just being like, man, I can't wait for this fucking sport thing to end so we can watch Cloverfield. And they were like, yeah, man, Cloverfield. Yeah, let's watch it. Um, last thing I'll say about it, like there was this one tweet that I responded to where someone was like, you realize it's just a marketing ploy, right? They're just slapping the Cloverfield name on to movies and you're you're lapping it up. And I'm like, so fucking what? Man, like Netflix costs $10. I was already paying for that. It cost me bandwidth. Yeah. I stayed up an extra hour on a Sunday night and watched fucking Cloverfield and I had a good ass time. The fuck is wrong with you? Like, you you know, you're being lied to. It's like, fuck off. What is the <laughs> Mr. Hey, hey, follow consumer the money. Crusader, follow the money, just Look, fuck It's a off. fact, man. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> if you really think about it and follow the money, look it up. Jesus. <laughs> I watched a sci-fi movie. The only after thing the Super I trust Bowl. are those vitamins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust any other advertising unless it's for Volta Volta Super Vitamin. Mm. Alex Jones vitamins. Yes, Vitality Vitamins. Yeah. yeah. It's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, because they're doing such a great job <laughs> for him. They will make me bright red instead of just less red. <laughs> Beta carotene, niacin. <laughs> Stock market crashes at full I think he's. Rah! I think he's using alpha tomatoson. Or yeah. There's no... <laughs> but apple tomatoson. Well, I was going with beta to alpha. Yes. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I just, I appreciate Netflix having stuff right away. Yeah. I mean, I know we bitch about Netflix a lot, how there's nothing there that was made before 1980 anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that it's mostly just their original shows of which they make 5,000 of them a year. But at least, like, we're getting movies like, like that... That movie, it sounds like it, it's been done since like 2016. Yeah. And so it may not have ever shown up anywhere if this hadn't happened. Some people had said they saw a screening for it way before it was this. So there were yeah. probably test screenings for it back when it was just the God particle. Yeah. And obviously that was enough for them to go. No, we can't release that. Mm-hmm. And obviously the studio was like, how do we how do we make money on this? And someone said, shove a bunch of Cloverfield shit into it. <laughs> yeah. But right. but, you know, we're getting a side sequel to Moon. Yeah. On Netflix, yeah. uh, the next Alex Garland movie, Annihilation, that's going to be in theaters as well as on Netflix on the same day, Yeah, which I don't know why anyone would go to the theater to see it aside from maybe it's going to look really great on a big screen. Yeah. But the next Scorsese yeah. movie is on Netflix. Yeah, it's I mean, the I understand De Niro, I, Pacino, Joe Pesci, Harvey Keitel, Scorsese yeah. movie. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> so whatever. Like no Leonardo DiCaprio. No, he's not Netflix worthy yet. No, no, I just I thought he and Scorsese didn't do anything up, uh, not together anymore. This one apparently okay. too, yeah. many, too many you other actors. Made silence in it. without him. There's so. so many other actors in that. So. Sil- silence. Yeah, done with that? Andrew Garfield and. Mm-hmm. Yep. I never even heard of this movie. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so BJ. Yes. You didn't watch Cloverfield Paradox. No, I did not. What did you watch? Uh, well, I watched the Super Bowl. Okay. In almost its entirety. 
That was nice. Tom Brady lost, mm-hmm. which makes me feel good. Yay. Um, before that, though, on a Saturday night, I decided that um, in lieu of going out and doing anything with people, um, <laughs> so I just couldn't handle people on Saturday, I stayed in and watched, started catching up on Marvel movies that I've missed. And I've been kind of hit or miss with Marvel movies, not in how much I like them, even though that's kind of correct anyway, but as in what I've actually caught. Um, So I watched The Incredible Hulk, the Edward Norton one from 600 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I watched Thor the first. Mm -hmm. I watched Iron Man the third. Okay. And then I tried to watch Thor the second, but I fell asleep a bunch during that. And so I don't count it as watched. But um, you're okay. <laughs> that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, the only, the only thing that I take away from Incredible Hulk the first or the Incredible Hulk is that, man, I'm still in love with Liv Tyler. That's about it. That's all about right. all I got out of that movie. Um, yeah. I'll admit I don't remember shit about that movie except that it remade the first movie in its opening credits. <laughs> Yeah, which I thought was really yep. strange. Um, so, well, uh, I mean, to be fair, that was also just the banner origin, basically. No, I know, I mean, but yeah. it. I know it, it was yeah. just really like let's refilm scenes from the the Ang Lee Hulk, but with our new cast, mm-hmm. and yeah. now here we go. Yeah, um, the Hulk fought another Hulk, hmm. and it wasn't a, well another Hulky thing. Mm-hmm. Abomination is that a real thing? In the yes. Marvel Universe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like Hulk's main adversary. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It was all right. It was... That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't very great. Was Tim Roth. That's right. Yeah. Tim Roth turned into that thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Right. Tim Roth. He was a doughy soldier, and he wanted to be less doughy. Oh, he's a so... doughboy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so he got himself juiced up Um with the help of that one guy from Other Brother, where art thou? Whose name I can't remember right now. Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, who I guess was going to be the leader because mm-hmm. they poured that shit on his head. Yep. Right. Another Hulk villain. Yep. Ah. Well, anyway, I guess none of those matter since there's been another Hulk movie that, re- and there's obviously uh, Ruffles who has replaced right, Edward Ruffles. Norton. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, it's really hard for them to make an independent Hulk movie for something to do with Universal and. Yeah, because that huh. is that is a weird like Universal like, still has the rights. Like they can like, hey, we can basically throw Hulk into the Thor movie, but making it a standalone Hulk movie apparently is problematic somehow. Yeah, weird behind the scenes. Weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still love Liv Tyler. She's great. She's not the world's best actress, but I still love her. Um, next up was Thor. I had never seen the first Thor for some reason. I've seen you know a handful of scenes out of it, but um. I enjoyed it. Like it's it's weird. Like I was watching it. And I'm like, oh, this is all right. This is all right. This is all right. It's better than the Incredible Hulk. There's some fun actiony stuff. Um, Kat Dennings is being like just what Kat Dennings is. She's just kind of a flippant, uh, mouthy yeah. sort of character. She's yeah. better in that one than the second one. Mm-hmm. Is she? Yeah, yeah, the second one. She is annoying. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that they didn't fall into the trap that a lot of people fall into with Kat Dennings, which is using her assets as mm. her only asset, um, or as her main asset, I should say. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I'm still amazed that movie's directed by Kenneth Branagh. I'm like, man, just what what were you doing, Kenneth Branagh? I can Branagh? see some Kenneth Branagh-ass shit in I mean, that movie. Because but... it's got a Shakespearean kind of you right. know, family betrayal thing going on. I kind of get that. But still, it's just like, dude, what were you doing? Yeah, the majority of it is a fish out of water story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's see one. Sorry. But, one you know, thing. I mean, that's got Anthony Hopkins and Andrew Selva just, you know, yeah, <laughs> really playing it up in their weird yeah. ass fantasy universe. So. They got Rene Russo, too. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who is Rene Russo? Was she? She was uh, Thor's mom. Frigga. Yeah. Yeah. Frigga. OK. Um, Thor's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I said her name. Frigga. I know where we get Friday from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Frida. <laughs> I'm a fan of Friday. Yeah, Friday's great. Look, it's it's Odin's day, Thor's day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Natalie Portman is fine. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I mean she's she's yeah, fine, yeah. but um, she's an acceptable actress in this. I I don't know why Thor needed to love Thory, but you know, sure. <laughs> You're so mad at that. Um, she's a Thor loser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in contrast, uh, Iron Man 3, I thought was really good, actually. Um, so are we all team Iron Man 3? I know a lot of uh, people fucking hate that movie. I am oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's the best Iron Man. Yeah. I really... And that's even... I like I like one a lot. I'm I just do. saying yeah. Yeah. Iron Man 1 is good. awesome. Yeah. One's great. Iron Man 3, I really love the sort of twisty bit to it mm-hmm. um, that occurs halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. I assume everybody's... When did that come out? I'll like 1994? Yeah, five years ago. 2013. 2013. Can I can I say the thing? Mm-hmm. Sure. Spoiler warning. Yeah. Jump forward like a minute or two. Right. Yeah. I really like that the Mandarin turns out to just be a fucking idiot. Yes. Like that is totally okay with that. Fucking loved that. Um, that's why a lot, that's why a lot of fucking nerds hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Mandarin was supposed to be a it. serious. Yeah. He's right. like his Iron Man's biggest foe. So it's kind of like if they did a Superman movie and Lex Luthor was just suddenly like. <laughs> You know, uh, like, actually, my name's Ty- Tyler. Yeah. Oh shit, Tyler right. Bluther, yeah. and I just—I'm yeah. you know, an internet right. prankster. You know, or like, right. if, or like if the it's Joker, just a prank, bro, it's just a prank. Yeah, if like the Joker in a Batman movie like didn't exist. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just like an internet meme, and all of a sudden, like when he busted in, it was a laptop. You know, and it was like, oh shit, the Joker yeah. doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the same type of thing. But I mean, and that's why people were yeah. like, oh no, <laughs> in good a way, movie bad now. You yeah. know, that sort of thing. Yeah, the movie was good though. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah, that was really satisfying, and that's that's why I thought I was still pumped enough to go into another movie. But Thor: The Dark World, just I started watching. I got about ten minutes in before my eyes started to droop, and then yeah, more like snore the dark world, right? Am I right? Yes. Um, <laughs> sleep near mirrored, more like sleep near. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So right. That's it. The, the horse, the Odin's horse, sleep right. near. Sleep yeah. near. Uh, which is theoretically where we get the reindeer, anyway, from uh-huh. Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus. I'm going to go with it. But, yeah, I could wake up and, and watch about five minutes of, of that movie at a time. And I was like, what 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 happened to the Bifrost? What's the, how are they getting from, huh. and then... 20 minutes later, I'd wake up for five more minutes and that went on for the entire movie. And I just, yeah, I'm going to make myself watch it just so I can catch up. I want to catch up on all the Marvel movies that I've missed so that, you know, I am fully prepared for what is coming. The 
the every cast member ever yeah. movie. Right. What is it? What is the, what the is Infinity it War? In the Infinity War. Thank right. you. I just wasn't sure what the tagline was. The Infinity was. Cast. Yes. So I want to be prepared for all that. So I've got um, like Spider Man Homecoming and Doctor Strange and Thor 2 and Thor 2. Ant Man. Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Thor 3. Thor. Th- yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I have a list, but. Got a bunch Have you left. seen all the Captains America? Yes, I've okay. seen all the Captains America. So, because um, the Captains America have been like consistent mm-hmm. bangers for me, so I'm like, yeah, yeah Cap movie comes out, I'm gonna watch it. And I've seen Ultron and mm-hmm. many other things, but um, there's a lot of Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say I think another like, reason the um, the Mandarin thing in Iron Man three pissed everybody off is because they've s- subtly been teasing that since the first one. Like they they kept mentioning ten rings and blah 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 and things like mm-hmm. that, which is ah. like there was little hints dropped. And so finally, when like the third one was like he's going to fight the Mandarin, and then they were like swerve. I think a lot of people are like fuck you, you know. So well, good. That's... Yeah, I know. It's it, I mean, if you're if you're going to troll a fan base, that's the way to fucking yeah. do it. Is do it funny and good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fucking great. I, you know, and I've I've said this about the Star Wars EU. Like, ah, eh, fuck them. I think it's funny that it that it makes people mad. Like that's my most edge lord opinion is that <laughs> it, it it is funny to me when not doing exactly what uh, a super rabid fan base wants. It's funny to me when when they get swerved um, in in this fashion where it's like, no, this is a different universe, and people are like, why isn't it happening like it's happened in the other universe? Mm-hmm. Yep. That that makes me laugh, and it. Mm-hmm. Edgelord, maybe I'm a bit of a hypocrite in some ways for that, but it makes me laugh. Um, but I have to, I have to catch up for, uh, for Infinity War and also for Black Panther, which uh, everybody should go see six times probably. Just looking that way yeah. on GP. I'm seriously looking forward to Black Panther. That looks dope as shit. I cannot wait. It does I mean I can wait technically, but. And that's it. That's all I've been doing for the last, for my last movie watching uh, experiences. And I will continue. All right. I got one more thing. All right. Uh, we we built up love for, or at least like for uh, Marvel movies. We praised Netflix for dropping a movie out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to shit on something that Netflix did. <laughs> or not Uh-oh. Netflix directly. They just agreed to put it onto their channels and allow people to view it. Okay. Um, I've watched plenty of comedy specials on, on Netflix. Um, the key word generally there is the word comedy. Um, I, I watched a new one that they put out. Uh, Fred Armisen's <laughs> Stand Up for Drummers is the name of the the special. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Fred Armisen. Are you I, sure it's not performance art? Before you go any further. Uh, Fred Armisen is a weird dude. Yeah. Cool. I, I would. I would. Uh. No. I mean. I. Mean, I, I acknowledge that even if it is, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> All right. It is fucking terrible on. on every goddamn level conceivable. It is one of the worst things I've ever seen a human being stand up on stage and do in a performance. And and I like Andy Kaufman esque, like weird ass shit. Like probably the best comedy show I ever saw. And I know this is gonna sound fucking weird, but I saw Andy Dick. And I don't know if the dude was high as shit, but he put on one of the weirdest fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was laughing my ass off because the entire audience was rabidly pissed at whatever was going on. And that just sent me into hysterics even more. Mm. And 
he was like literally like fucking chanting Andy, Andy Kaufman that night. Anyway, not Fred Armisen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the I know right away, like some people might go, you just didn't get it because you're not blank. Okay. I know it's the title of the special, but it's out there on Netflix for everyone to view, and it, and it is billed as a comedy special. Um, the 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 crux of this was is that he invited only people that were certified drummers or people that had to prove that they were a drummer in entering the door were allowed into the show. So the entire audience is supposedly filled with people that that play drums. Okay. And then the entire show is pretty much like, hey, here's an inside joke that's for drummers. No, no, not the actual rim shot. But I mean, literally, like, it was like, hey, don't you hate it when, like, this thing falls off when you're, like, straightening your symbols? Ha ha. And then you ever notice when, like, the entire show is like, you ever don't you ever see, like, when like every single joke is start is like that kind of setup. This sounds like a Portlandia sketch. If it's a sketch, at no point did, was there a tip of the hat where it went. This is funny, but that's what it—that's what it sounds like. Is like okay, something that would happen in Port. I'm not. Uh, no, no, I'm no, not no. trying to defend it or yeah. saying that you're wrong at all. It just—it's—it sounds like a Portlandia oh, sketch, I, exactly no, no. like what I, would happen. There were things in it that I obviously were trollish, like that were supposed to be funny because they were being trolly. They're just not because I, then at certain points he brings out actual drummers from different bands and stuff, and does like almost like little skits with them. And there are drums. There are drum sets set up all over, like the stage and like into the audience. And he, at one point, it's like it stops being a comedy show, and he's like, "I'm going to do a little demonstration of like, here's what drums in like the 20s and 30s sounded like, and here's a kit from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and here's a synth kit from the 80s." And and it's like, it's like part instructional video, sort of for drums, but without any learning. More like, "Hey, I play the drums. Am I cool now? Can I be cool?" <laughs> kind of is how the way it feels. Hmm. And then. Like seriously, the stuff when when the actual drummers come out is is just infuriatingly bad. And anyway, I mean, if you're a fan of train wrecks, then you know hit play on Netflix and see how long you can make it. Sort of like the Star Wars holiday special. How long is it? Uh, at least an hour. I mean, it's you know, go for it. Probably more. I think it seemed like more. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it 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 was bad. And I like Portlandia. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I like Fred Armisen. I'm not saying like fuck this guy and fuck him forever. It's just like, this was like, holy shit, dude, this is fucking terrible. And I, you know, I don't know what your audience is, but it, it's not me. See, that sounds like a thing Norm MacDonald would do. Yeah, but his specials are funny. No, I know. But like I, when he came out on, on that one roast and did like jokes from the 50s and mm. never broke character <laughs> mm-hmm. or like when on Twitter, he will just do commentary for an entire golf tournament and just it's fucking golf t- tournament commentary. It's just like, Tiger walks up to the hole, you know, and that'll be a tweet. And then two seconds later, it's just like Tiger sank the putt. No, you know, no, it's just like, what are you doing? I, 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 I get like I said, I, I get the I'm doing a weird bit. But okay. like, usually there is a point where it goes on long enough that it becomes funny. Right. But like, this is so all over the place where it's like now I'm doing, I guess, situational comedy. Like, don't you hate it when and, you know, engage with like literally one point. He's like, you know, what's the worst thing? Jazz. And it's like, here, I'm going to play some actual jazz. And, 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 and it starts off and you're like, cool, that's jazz. And then, like, I want everyone to start raising their hand as soon as they check out. And, I mean, he's playing, like, fucking Coltrane. And it's like, it's like 10 seconds in, it's like his hand up, it goes up, and then everyone else is like, I got to be cool. I'm putting my hand up, too. And then mm. it's just, it's all fucking awful. It's, 
It's just one of the like, <laughs> sounds it, like it, a it, glorious train like, wreck. It's probably the worst comedy thing I've ever seen, and I and I previously would have said that about the last Data Carvey one that was on Netflix, <laughs> which was like it, it it should have been called Dad Joke the Special. Like seriously, it was like holy shit, dude, go away, like. <laughs> Like, no, I mean, that's a great name for a special. <laughs> Holy shit, dude, go away! No, I just, I was like, all right. Apparently, you had a, you had a time period because I, I was like, oh man, he's gonna have a piano, and he's gonna do another chopping broccoli song or something mm, funny like that. Sure, nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my, I'm a dad now, and here's dad jokes and dad situational things. Anyway, <laughs> Holy shit, I just we well, did some of that in '95 when it was just talking about his kids being naked all the time. Sure, but it was funny, and he was doing characters and stuff. <laughs> anyway, just like I said, if you're a fan of comedy train wrecks, press play on that Fred Armisen special and see how long you can make it. All right, sounds like a challenge. I, you have counter influenced me. Okay, I, I'm interested in it now. Maybe he has to watch it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to talk about it instead of talking about an actual movie. <laughs> it's it's uh it's atrocious. Cool. Pray. <laughs> so. BJ. Yes. Tell people how to contact us. Ah, you want that part of the show. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to oblige. BMFcast.com is the website. BMF at BMFcast.com is the email address. And 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263 is the phone number. You can call and leave us a voicemail. And you can sort of be on the show with us in the second half if you don't be a douchebag. If you don't act like a douchebag. <laughs> if you don't be a douchebag. Um, Good point. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the basic contact information. If you uh, if you want to throw a little money at the show, hit us up on patreon.com slash bmfcast. That is where we will graciously accept your funds every month in uh, exchange for some wonderful content that we produce uh, pretty regularly. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> Too All often. The time. Some might say. So much content. And also check out our sister podcast, NoQuarters.net, where we do video game things. More content. Yeah. There's all sorts of content out there. And it's all for you, the listener. Yes, indeed. Who we love. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. (laughs) 